Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Their prices are good. The food in their deli is outrageously delicious. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I was talking with some people at work down to earth, and they tell me on their days off and when they don't work, they go eat over at Cocoa because the food is so good. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, even I I was living at the beach for a year, and I went to the couple they want. Yeah, the prices are like, whoa. I, I let a shop that's so red. Yeah, you walk in the door, you get a nosebleed. Oh, no, but the people are nice. I mean, you know, I get to know everybody, and the old timers that used to work at the, the Makali yeah, one, yeah. the Makiki one. Well, but it's the, not the it's not the employees that, that I have the problem with. It's the mm -hmm. guy running the place that I have the right, problem right. with. Right, right. Well, it's, they'll find out, you know, when they Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, you know what goes around comes around. Absolutely. And, and you know you're a practice uh, talking about that, that all the thing about types of people. Yeah. You know, like monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. But but a good person will say, I ain't gonna do that because that's not a good, you know. And like anything else, I think if you teach the basic to your kids and and to the, about between good and evil, bad right. and good, all that kind yeah. of stuff, I, I think they you mold them. They, they turn out okay, but, you know, environment really eats them up. Yeah. As, as a mom, I can see the environment, and, and you know, when they, they become adults, it's a total different situation. But yeah. so far, I still have some control. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, but anyway, thank you, Hash. That okay, was really love. a good topic. It really makes other uh, the people think, think about, about themselves. It. Yeah, and, and make them feel good if they're on that status. Absolutely, not, right. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for the awareness. Okay, Lana. Yeah. Bye -bye. Aloha. <laughs> so back to Tropicana, right? So you think that the Tropicana, they tell you that it's pure, right? Okay. So the FDA, the Fraud and Drug Administration, they oversee <clears throat> the packaged food labeling. But they don't have any definition of what natural is. So as long as a food label natural doesn't contain any added color, artificial flavor, or synthetic substances, the FDA could care less. But the consumers care. So Tropicana markets its orange juice as fresh from the grove. And they call their product great tasting 100% orange juice, and all the while claiming that is fully complied with labeling laws. Now, can this be true when Tropicana's heavily processed, aseptic, oxygen-deprived, tank-stored juice as chemically engineered flavor packs containing ethyl butyrate to the juice? 
And if they didn't add the ethyl butyrate to the juice, it would taste flat and no one would buy it. So I guess they're putting in this toxic crap to improve the crappy flavor that nobody would buy if they didn't put it in. You see, it's not simply orange. It's complicated orange. You understand? It's it's like it's insanity. So the there's all these Tropicana lawsuits, and they're just the latest to be filed in this new wave of lawsuits over the quote-unquote all-natural label claims. So recently, there was a number of national brands that have been sued over deceptive labeling. Coca-Cola, Snapple, Tostitos, Sun Chips, Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. These are just a few have found themselves on the defendant side of the law. And basically, greedy companies looking to milk the cash cow on consumer-driven natural products are labeling everything they can all natural, even when the products are just plain old crap. So companies like 7-Up and Capri Sun, they've wised up to change their labels back from their lies. So if a product does not naturally occur in nature or has to be chemically processed, it is not, I repeat, not natural and can, cannot be called all natural even by a, a major stretch of the imagination. But the big grocery companies are arguing that chemically processed high fructose corn syrup should be allowed on the all natural label. And a New York judge backed big grocery to rule in favor of Snapple's grab at labeling high fructose corn syrup as all natural. But Snapple eventually chose to distance itself from the high fructose corn syrup garbage by removing it from its all natural product anyway. I got another phone call. We'll get back to this in a minute. Hello, are you on the air? Hey, uh, can you, uh, I just tuned in a little bit ago and you were talking about Monsanto. I don't know if you mentioned that, but did you, did you hear that the, the idea is what do they call the um, corn weevil worm or something like that? Um, the, the, their genetic, um, they you know, made it genetically so they wouldn't get um, eaten by those. Yeah, worms. right. So you get now the, the worm is back and attacking it, and they're, even their they're, um, roundup or whatever they use, I don't know, their spray, they, it, 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 it doesn't work. Them anymore. No. So they had what, maybe about 10 years of, um, and then now the, the real worm is pretty good how to get around them, you know? Yeah. And, and so uh, it, maybe it's time to, for to go back to what it used to be. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So, you, you heard about that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like they're growing not only that, but all of a sudden now they're getting super weeds that can't be killed by anything. By the Roundup, yeah, right? The Roundup Yeah, the Roundup. The, and the Roundup will kill everything from a newborn infant to a senior. Oh, right. And you know what I mean? But yeah. now, these super weeds, it's kind of like the MRSA, you know, when you get a, um, that's resistant to antibiotics, when you get a, a, a an infection in your body, and all of a sudden you got to take these super antibiotics because right. the normal ones don't work because all the medications that everybody takes has created.
created super infections that are impervious to all this stuff. Well, this is what Monsanto is facing, and they don't know what to do. So, well, see, that, that they have to get out and the, you know to the general public so they understand. But Monsanto is not good for nobody. No, <laughs> no, it needs to shut down. You know, you know, the, 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 you know, corporations. You know, if you remember right, uh, corporations were ne never meant to be permanent in the in the first place. You know, right. for them. And, and and but 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 nowadays um, they don't they they they're, they're treated like a, a person but they don't they, they don't get the death penalty I think that if they're going to be um, thought of as a person they should get a death penalty I read right? I read a very interesting thing the other day that the country of Thailand is yeah. forbidding. Hawaii's rainbow papayas to enter their country. Oh, good for that. Yeah, and, and any rainbow papayas that were found in the country, they destroyed. Oh, good. good. Yeah, so that's just another country now that is banning all GMOs. The only country that Monsanto is effective in is the United States because basically we're all a bunch of wusses and the politicians bend over forward for Monsanto because they're afraid of lawsuits. Yeah. But now that California's resolution has passed, oh, the labeling resolution oh, passed, right. it'll be on the ballot in November. Oh, 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 what's yeah, going to happen is that Monsanto is gearing up to spend millions to create lies to oh, dissuade yeah. the public from voting for labeling. But I think that people in California uh, are not going to buy it. I oh, think. I hope, I yeah, and if that and if that resolution passes, that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, well, it'll set a trend. But they're going to spend a lot of money. You oh, wait and sure. see. A oh. lot of money on false advertising. This is what oh, they do. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, white lies. Yeah, that's yeah. Little, yeah, sure. Really? Oh, wow. I got, I, got, I got more phone calls. Okay. So well, got, good. Well, maybe we wouldn't defeat this man Sato yet. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, yeah. bye. Okay. Oh, boy. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, Hish. Hi. Praise the amount of closet homosexuals we have here in the government. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I have a friend of mine who works over at, uh, What's that gay boy when I kick hulas? I am, oh, hulas. Hula, hulas, yeah, and he was telling me, you know who's a regular there? Uh. Goofy Adamant. <laughs> I'm not joking yesterday. Neil Abercrombie. You know Neil Abercrombie hangs over with Jim Neighbors? I mean, really, they're, they're, they're regulars. Yeah, well, Jim Neighbors is way out there, man. Well, he's a buddy of uh, New York. Brian Schatz has been seen there. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Brian, well, he's been there with Abercrombie. I mean, if you look at the two of them, New Abercrombie and Brian Schatz is like the Catholic priest and the altar boy. <laughs> I mean, can you believe at one time even Dana Cocker was there? Dana Cocker. Dana, I mean, but he, he's Thomas, but he was there with some other people. Probably was misled. Luffy Animate is a regular. I mean, I don't know what's going on there, but what do you think about the civil unions here? Uh, what, I don't know. What do you think of what's going on with uh, I think Hawaii's going to get punished. I think uh, gay marriage is right around the corner. Well, what can you do, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember back in the 80s when you had a, a program, you know. I remember Bill Woods? 
Didn't that bastard croak from uh, AIDS? Yeah, he croaked, yeah. yeah didn't he die from AIDS? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so what do you think? I mean, now there's an influx well, of homosexuals here. Actually, can we call actually, little San Francisco? You know, people can do whatever they want to do, you know? I, my feeling is just keep it to yourself. But if you're going to try to force something down my throat and I don't believe in it, uh, um, it's like, you know how many times I was called a homophobe? How many times? At least two. And, and, <laughs> and then, well, I mean, we both are. I mean, it's, it's a sick lifestyle. Well, but then you have to understand, the homophobe, there was never a word as homophobe. That was a word that was created by them. Oh, they couldn't even pronounce it correctly. So I, correct, I created the word heterophobe. There you go. Yeah, and they that's must what be they are. Homophobe. They're heterophobes. Did, right? did you see that the gay pride parade a couple weeks ago? No, I, I'm afraid I missed it. I'm uh, sorry. Well, I wasn't there. I wouldn't dirty myself being there, but sitting on the news, there's Kirk Caldwell marching in it. Well, Kirk Caldwell took money from Monsanto, too. Yeah. He's a crook. I really thought that Ben Cayetano in Sash, I think that's what we need. I mean, I was not a big fan of his when he was the governor, but I think he wasn't too bad. We need some things. Well, he was the guy who brought Monsanto here in the biotech industry. Well, I take back what I just said. <laughs> I, I, I guess we have no hope. But I guess if you don't want the rail, you vote for Cayetano. Right, because right, we don't want call out. We don't want guy. I'm thinking Kurt Caudrill's bisexual. Well, you got to ask him. I don't know. Well, you know, you know, you ever look at his eyes? How blue they are. No, I never looked at ne- his never eyes. Never trust a man with those real bright sky blue <laughs> eyes. I've always been told that never trust a man with blue eyes. Well, it depends, you know. Some people have pure hearts. So I, well, I don't. I don't think his heart's pure. In closing, Hash, I think the only hope we have is Charles. Talk to you later, brother. Hello. Uh, <laughs> five two four ten eighty. Hello. Hello. If you want to talk, no, I guess they hung up. So, okay, so. If a prime, we're getting back to the Tropicana crap and the false labeling garbage, right? So if a product does not naturally occur in nature, and it has to be chemically processed, it ain't natural. And it can't be called all natural, even by a stretch of the imagination. But the big grocery companies are arguing about this high fructose corn syrup that it should be labeled. Now, the only thing that the grocery, the big grocery companies pay attention to is money. And when they're facing multi-million dollar lawsuits and embarrassing consumer settlements, the companies charge, um, they change rather, but slowly. Now this past year, Ben and Jerry's and Breyer's ice cream companies settled lawsuits, lawsuits for seven and a half million dollars. They changed their packaging labels, and they provided customers who brought who bought the mislabeled flavors like Chubby Hubby and Chunky Monkey. Weird. I mean, that's bizarre. Um, they got rebates. Okay. So in seeking truth and labeling for processed and free uh, MSG foods, the truth and labeling campaign found out how 
obstinate the FDA can be in protecting the big grocery monies. The first project was launched to identify whenever and wherever MSG occurred in processed food. The Truth and Labeling campaign got together with doctors and researchers and parents and volunteers to file a citizen position with the FDA asking the FDA to require labeling of all MSG found in processed foods. And after snubbing that petition, the FDA used procedural trickery to get the lawsuit set aside and to protect the sensitive evidence contained in its own files that document the fact that MSG is toxic. So the best solution, other than expensive lawsuits and other craps, is to get the big grocery companies where it really hurts. Stop buying their, def their deceptive garbage. Stick with organics as much as possible. They're healthier anyway and avoid processed foods. It's not about money anymore. It's about your health. Now, what happened with MSG? Because MSG got such a bad, a bad uh, a vibe, right? They changed the name to Amino Sweet. <laughs> so if you see Amino Sweet on a label, that's MSG. If you see something on the label that begins with the word modified, hydrolyzed, or texturized, that's MSG. If you don't take responsibility for yourself, these people are going to rape you whether it's out of your pocket or through your health. And I'm telling you the truth. I don't have anything to gain by you reading a label when you go into a, a grocery store. You have everything to gain. You have everything to lose. 524-1080. Hello, are you on the air? Uh, good morning, Ish. Hey, how you doing? About the MSG, the Food and Drug Administration, for me it's calling MSG natural flavors. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I know that's the whole thing that we're talking about. And you find that on many health food products. Oh, I know that. I know. And, and it's garbage. It's garbage. If you don't buy organic, you're getting screwed. And uh, I have uh, questions about uh, food. Is the eating of shellfish, such as shrimp, lobster, crab, harmful to our health? Yes. It is. Well, let me ask you a question, okay? Let, let me ask you a question, and you give me an answer. All the rivers in the United States are polluted. All the oceans in the world are polluted. They're loaded with mercury. They're loaded with toxic material waste. They're loaded with radiation. My question to you is, is eating a fish from that ocean healthy or toxic? <laughs> well, you already gave the answer. No, no, I'm, I'm waiting to hear the answer from you. Is it healthy or is it toxic? Well, I would say it is toxic. Right. And the only reason that people will continue to eat fish is because...
because of conditioning, thinking that because they're in the ocean, they're pure. I, I said this so many times. Jacques Cousteau did an experiment. He took one of his submarines, or whatever those things are called. He went up to the Baltic Sea, which is as far north as you can get. Went down about two or 3,000 feet, caught a fish, dissected it, and the thing was totally polluted. That's in the Baltic Sea. Now, you got to understand, there are no mountains, there are no gates, there are no um, border patrol agents, there are no fences in the ocean. You can take a fish, and that guy can start in the Baltic Sea, and he can wind up off the coast of Waikiki in a heartbeat, okay? So since all the waters in the oceans of the world are indispersed, do you think there's any purity in any of the oceans anywhere? No. Look what, look at, you think that because of what happened in Fukushima, or I like to say, fuck you, Shima. If, if all the things that are happening in Fukushima, now all of a sudden they're saying that all this radiation is now drifting. It's going to Alaska. And it's going to come from Alaska. And then it's come down to California. And then from California, it's going to make its way to Hawaii. Is that the only path that it's going to take? It's, no, it's gonna it's gonna affect every waterway in the entire world. Look what happened in the Gulf. You don't read anything about that anymore. But there ain't no life in the Gulf. The fish aren't alive anymore. People can't even swim in the water in the southern part of the United States. They can't go in the Gulf. It's so totally infested and polluted. Nobody in their right mind would go near it. But you don't read about that in the newspaper anymore more because those corporations are paying for advertising and nobody wants to bite the hand that feeds them. Do I think fish is healthy? Hell no. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And that's the reality. The oceans are polluting. Industry. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If you went out to a field and there was a big sign that said 100% GMO and they had carrots there, would you pull out a carrot and eat it? No, no. No, you wouldn't. But the oceans are totally polluted. Yet people pull out fish and eat it. And they wonder, why am I having brain problems? Why am I getting sick? Why do I have this rash all over my body? What is happening to me? They don't get it. Because they're dumb. Just like I talked about the people in the world. You got sociopaths. You got deniers. You got schemers. You got everything. You got people that swim in that river. I, I just one of the one of my cousins years ago changed his sexual orientation. He never went and had an operation, but he moved to Greenwich Village and he became he became an actor. So anyway, this my my cousins who has never been close on my father's side of the family decided they wanted to get everybody together. So I made this statement. I said, "Is my cousin Leslie?" still living in Greenwich Village, or did he die from AIDS? 
Well, this is a simple question because he made his choice years ago, and that's what happens sometimes. So I get this email back from one of my cousins saying, his sister is really mad at you for saying that. I said, well, if she's going to swim in that big river of Egypt, let me know. I'll send her a rubber ducky. I never heard back, you know. And uh, I have a second question. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, it's a eating of milk, cheese, yogurt, and ice cream harmful to our health? Not if it's raw. But if you, let me ask you a question. You take a milk, you take milk, comes out of the cow. It's got a lot of nutrients, rich in cream and all this stuff, enzymes and all kinds of stuff. And then you take that and you cook it to 200 degrees. And then you run it through a process where the cream doesn't separate and everything is dispersed. You tell me, is it healthy or is it liquid fat? Well, according to the latest science. Oh, oh, and I forgot. And they add salt to it to give it flavor because otherwise it's bland. So now you have fat and high blood pressure. You tell me, is that healthy? No. So why are you asking me stupid questions for? Well, but what about cheese, yogurt, and ice cream? There must be an echo in here. Well, where do you think cheese comes from? Where does ice cream come from? Does it come from milk? So it has to be cooked to 200 degrees, otherwise the FDA says you can't sell it. So is it good? You tell me. It's just flavor. They take, what is ice cream? It's frozen milk. Would you eat that that was bland? No. So what do they do? They pour sugar into it. Wow, this is really good. Then they add some chocolate to it, a little bit of coffee, some pistachios, some nuts. Say, oh, my God, this is the best I ever ate. Take that stuff out. What do you got? You got garbage. <laughs> so did I answer your question? Well, what are we going to eat? <laughs> uh, you got to eat organic. You got to go to a plant-based diet, and you got to keep it simple. And I got another phone call. Okay, thank you. Yeah, H. aloha. <laughs> I'm sorry to be so harsh. I must be a sociopath. Five two four ten eighty. Hello. Hello, Hess. Hello. Yeah. Uh, is there a website that shows the politicians in Hawaii that accepted money from Monsanto? No, I'm afraid there's no website. But, oh, how do you get your information? got it from the Freedom of Information Act, number one, and number two, there was uh, a, a, a paper on the Big Island called the Big Island News. They had articles about it, but we have had people that have done a lot of research, and next week I'll, I'll come in with that, and I'll read all their names and oh, try yeah. to figure out what sections they're from, but I'm telling you, man, you got, we got to get rid of the Honolulu City Council. I'll tell you, Ernie Martin, Kaika Anderson, right. they took money. Um, yeah, here. what's his face? Uh, the guy who's dying to be on the cover of Gentleman's Quarterly. Nestor uh, 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 Garcia. Yeah, Mr. Pretty Boy. You know, he and he has to wear that mask every time he goes to a hearing. He takes the mask off, nobody will look at him. But the point is, he works for the Chamber of Commerce in Kapolei, which the biotech industry are members, so basically they're paying his salary. So those guys got to go. 
they're not for the people. They get elected by the people, then they screw the people because they take money from the biotech industry. We're having a July 4th parade, and all the politicians, they love to be in that parade. Yeah, you know what we should do? Yeah, you know, but... Good, no. Where's the parade going to be? Uh, Kainalu. Okay, everybody who hears that that's going to that parade, go to the parade with an egg or a tomato. (laughs) And when the parade is happening, fire! When I was a kid, this is a true story in Newark. I was in, I think I was just starting high school, and I was walking on Hawthorne Avenue in Newark, and it was this politician was coming down because he was, he was, you know, politicizing to get elected. Some guy was standing on the sidewalk throwing tomatoes at him. I couldn't believe it. And it was great. There were no cops, and nobody chased the guy, and nobody did anything. This is what you do. You go to the parade, you bring eggs and tomatoes, and when they're up there going, wait and going, hi, hi, I want your vote, hi, say, here's my vote, bang, hit him in the head with a tomato. They might cry, I don't know. It's just like I did the thing in Waikiki where people couldn't go into the, the bathrooms in Kapilani Park because of all the models that were taken over. And I said, all you got to do is go down there with a baseball bat, and after a couple of days, everything will be good. And I got yelled at by the station manager, but in two weeks, the place was cleaned out, and it was safe for little kids to go in in the middle of the night. Hey, I got two minutes. Okay. I got to go. Right. Yeah, next yeah. have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on... Hang on a second. I thought I had that thing fixed. But apparently I was wrong. But anyway, so... We'll do the best we can with what we've got here. Hang on a second. You know, I maybe I can do something here. Get out my little spray bottle of gook. Put it in there and 
doesn't seem to work. I think this fader is about beat. I'm going to have to figure out another fader later, but not right now. Right now, it is the 29th of September, 2015. It's the last day of September. This is it. This is it. We've got just a few short hours to see if we can make it through September without being all dead and everything. You know, whatever. Anyhow, you know, a lot of people thought, well, the other day, the blood moon, that was it. But, hey, I gave it to the end of the month, you know. I'm good that way. Got to give people a little extra leeway there. Hey, September, September counts for the last day. Anyhow, well, it's not the last day. Don't we have one more day? Or is, yeah, yeah, we have one more day. Uh oh, one more day. I was wrong. Anyway, today's Tuesday. We do have Al from Colorado on. Welcome, Al. Yes, and I see they're making another boo-ha-ha over the Muslim kid with the alarm clock. They're still screwing around with him. Muslim kid with an alarm clock. Didn't you hear about the kid with the alarm clock? Who allows these people to have alarm clocks, for crying out loud? Oh, it was a bomb. It was a bomb. It was a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank God it wasn't a Confederate flag. That's oh, all I can say, the Al. I sent you about the Confederate flag. Somebody brought a Confederate flag to school in a backpack, and they yep. shut the school down. Yeah, I, you know, I had, actually, I had actually read that before you sent it to me because, you know, I kind of keep my eyes open for Confederate flag stuff because it's so stupid. <laughs> It, it's just so stupid, Al. You know what? And what? When did it become so dangerous? That one phony shooting that has been proven to be complete. Oh, we're getting staged. sick of this garbage, Frank. We're just getting sick of it. This all this political correctness. Now, well, I just saw another one. A girl was uh, suspended from school because she wrote, wore the wrong shade of green. <laughs> oh, I'm there. not making that up. Well, Frank, there you friend. go. See. Friend, uh, Frank, you cannot believe Hollywood could not, Horlywood, Horlywood could not make up some of this stuff, Frank. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. And and I mean, and, and boy, those guys in the chat room are right on things. Oh, they, boy. See, they knew, they knew there was 30 days in September. Yeah, well, I did too. Well, I I should have, but I looked at the 29th and said, hey, it's the last day, but it's it's obviously not the last day, but oh well. No, it is tomorrow. Well, hey. And we'll see if, uh, if Sammy gets shut down because they still haven't come to a budget. You know, they're supposed <laughs> to have the budget done. And what are they, maybe, you, uh, they, you know, they haven't had a real budget in 10 years, Al. They've just well, been Frank, doing these. Well, it's all phony below. Well, you know what I they've mean, been they doing? Can... They've been doing these, uh, oh, well, okay, let's just do a temporary thing. Let's just get through, you know, let's just get through this. This is, you know what this is like, Al? This is like you saying, okay, I got this wallet full of credit cards, right? Yeah. And really, you should sit down and say, okay, look, how much money do I make? How much money can I spend? I'm going to have to cut out some things if I can't afford them. You know, I'm going to have to come up with a budget, right? Yeah. That's what you ought to do. But instead, Al says, well... Hey, you know what? I don't feel like doing that. So what I'll do is I'll just pay my bills with this credit card here, and then I'll make payments on that. And I'll, when that one comes due, I'll just start. You know, I'll, I'll just, just pay it off the with other the other one. Card to pay off the first one, yeah, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, et and they got about yeah. ten years of this that they've been doing. Al, how can that possibly turn out? Well, wait a minute. Good? The bigger question is, Frank, the debt's been frozen for the last six months, and we haven't gotten <laughs> any new debt in yeah, the last well. six months. Isn't that Frank, great? Isn't that wonderful? Well, yeah, that's great. <laughs> See, they fixed it. 
See, they fixed yeah. it. It's all it's all good now, Al. Because we just hey, we uh, don't even need the Donald's new. You see the Donald's new uh, tax plan with the four with the four what's his names the uh, H and R Schlock and all the tax boys are not going to put Donald into the into the White House because they're going to lose too much money, Frank. Oh well, I yeah. like Donald's tax, but what Donald should be saying is, hey, we're getting rid of the IRS. We get rid of the Fed and the IRS, and if anybody wants a Volkswagen, you know, with your dirty right. Volkswagens, you want to bring cars into the country, you're going to pay extra. Well, you know what? You're going to pay. Look, because they're not paying extra. These these things, anything being imported is being made cheaper than what it's made here. I and guarantee you that. they're not putting any tariffs on them either. They're not right. putting any tariffs. No, they're not allowed, Al. There's, there's, there's these uh, agreements. But you know what's happening, though? These guys that are you know paying people five cents an hour and selling their stuff oh, in the United States, like bandits, yeah, right? because they're not lowering their prices. They're charging the same as uh, the car manufacturers here, charging you know paying their people thirty bucks an hour. They're charging That's the right. same. They're just making more profit. That car, that car made in Mexico, if it was made in Detroit, would still have the same same sticker on yep. it in U.S. toilet paper. That's right, and that isn't right. That that ought to Absolutely be like, look, not. that's what tariffs were all about to say, okay, look, we realize you don't pay your people as much, and that's fine. You pay them whatever you want. It's your country. But you want to sell your stuff here, we're going to make your up the difference. Your stuff is going to cost as much as our stuff, or forget it. Yeah, man. you're not going to dump. Or more. No, your yeah. stuff is going to cost more because it wasn't made here. Your stuff is going to well, cost more. You know, hey, I say fair is fair. Whatever it is they come up with and they go, well, I'll, okay, look, how much it costs you to make this? How much did it cost you to make this? Okay, we're mm-hmm. making up the difference. Now, hey, whatever you want to try to sell it for, you go ahead and do that because, you see, at that point now it comes down to okay, who's got the best product? Not who's got the cheapest price. And i got to say, Al, you know, I'm guilty of that. I shop for the best price, usually. Well, most of us aren't trying to see how much we can pay for something either <laughs> now, are we, Frank? Well, no. But, you know, <laughs> but one thing I've, I've learned over the years, it used to be, back yeah. in the day, the saying, well, you get what you pay for, you know, meaning yeah, if I you pay oh, that's an oldie, yeah. If you pay more, you're gonna get a better product. But Al, that's not true anymore. If you That if, is not true anymore. <laughs> you know, it, it, sometimes it might be true, but just as many times as it won't be true. It's coming from Japan or China, Frank. You know, it's bound to be a piece of junk. Well, and you know, uh, sadly, well, Al. China, anyway, maybe not Japan anymore, but China for sure. Well, sadly, Al, I don't know. Have you seen some of the crap that says made in the USA on it, it's not well, very impressive, I'm sure that Al. there's garbage made here, too. Oh, right? there I is. Mean, there is. Believe me, there is. You know, and who knows? Hey, for all we know, it could be coming out of some prison factory. Hey, for all we know, it says made in America, and it's really coming in from overseas. Just because they put the label on it doesn't mean it was made here now, does it, Frank? Think about that. Now, somebody just said in the chat room here, which I find interesting, that Chrysler workers make $12 an hour now? That's all? See, that's not a good price. That's not a good job. I mean, hey, no, Al, minimum wage, minimum wage in Oregon is $9.10. Well, that's only 3 bucks over, roughly, Frank. $2.90 over, roughly yeah, 3 that, bucks over. That is, that's before taxes, Frank. Yeah, that's not a great job. Hey, okay. Frank, here's, here, here's the thought of the century. 
you make 12 or 15 bucks an hour, but you get to keep every last penny of it. Now, can you afford it, Frank, at 12 bucks an hour, do you think? Well, I'll tell you, people would do a lot better because 12 turns into about 16 uh, if you're not taxed. That's what I'm saying, Frank. You get to keep every nickel you make, and if Sammy doesn't like it, let him run his presses some more. But that's the big problem. We don't want Sammy to run his presses anymore. And another thing that somebody in the chat room, and I was aware of this, I wasn't aware that Chrysler workers are only making 12 bucks. but this is something I was aware of, but it's worth mentioning. Assembled in America of foreign and domestic content, meaning the parts are all made elsewhere, and they just put it together. Yeah, well, what here. else is new? That's Frank. That's been for the last twenty or thirty years. For crying out loud, that's not new, Frank. Well, yeah, I know. That's, that's what I say. New. I've been aware of that, but it, it's worth it's worth mentioning because reminding people that yeah, just because it says made in the USA. That doesn't mean every part was made in the USA. Oh, no, a lot of the parts, my goodness, uh, back in the 80s, my mom had one of these little Chrysler K cars. Remember the K oh, car? Oh, God, what a it pile. Had a it had a Mitsubishi engine in it, Frank. Well, I'm not surprised. That the was... car was built here in, in, in America, but the engine was from Japan. Now, let's go figure that one Boy, out. Boy, I'll right tell now. you, you know, I mean, they should have just said, no, look, we're not claiming this thing at all. It, it was made at somewhere else by really bad workers because the K car, uh, uh, you ever drove one of those things? I have. They yeah. were the worst pile that... I, I've ever driven. I mean, it was, well, it was terrible. Those AMC Pacers were, hey. were were made here, and they were pieces of. Well, junk hey, they were better than the K car. I like the little. Much. I like the little Moonmobile they had. Uh, <laughs> Moonmobile. <laughs> you know, and I mean, what was, was that one from Poland? The uh, the not the Skoda. The Yugo. The Yugo. Remember that piece of yeah. garbage? Yeah, uh, three <laughs> cylinder. Three cylinders. Al, talk about power. Wow. Not yeah. even four. No, they. They. But you know they what? They were saving on cylinders, Frank. They didn't have enough money to. Didn't have enough uh, steel to make four, so they only made three. And I'll tell you what, they got good gas mileage. I knew a guy in California that had a Yugo, and they were made in Yugoslavia, hence Yugo, and they were, uh, they were imported by Ford. Uh huh. And they got fantastic gas mileage. Not as good I as have, the, not as good as the. Remember that car, the the Metro, Chevy. I think, I, I think yeah, Chevy the Geo Metro. Geo Metro. Geo Metro. That was made in Japan, I think. That car. Well, General Motors had something to do with it. I don't know what their what their input yeah. was, but that sucker would get close to sixty miles a gallon on the highway. Now, what happened to that, Al? How many cars are getting that now? Not too many. I wonder why that. I, I wonder why, Al. Well, I mean, gee, all the garbage yeah. they put on it, Frank, all the emissions controls and all the garbage. Well, Why do you think Volkswagen cheated, Frank? Well, yeah, but I mean, Al, if if they could get 60 miles a gallon on the highway, say, 25 years ago. And that was a gasoline vehicle. Sure. That was not a diesel vehicle. You know, why, why can't they do it now? They don't want to. The oh, oil boys don't right, want to. That's right. Frank. That's right. Got to use you up that gas. want to talk gas. about American garbage? I had a 1971 Chevrolet, Chevrolet Vega, and was it a piece of garbage? <laughs> yeah, the Vega was a uh, well-known quality. an absolute piece of garbage. Yeah, okay. So somebody's saying GEO was a joint venture between GM and Toyota. Yeah, I think that's, that is correct, yeah. So there you go, and... You know, they. It. I gotta say, it was a tiny little car with 12-inch wheels, but it got fantastic gas mileage, and you just don't see them around. And somebody in there is counting that. Yeah, there's probably about 10 Yugos left on the road today, and the reason why 
is not because Hugo was such a piece of garbage that, oh, it's just so bad. It really wasn't all that bad. It wasn't great or anything, but it wasn't bad. The problem happened. You remember that little thing in Yugoslavia where it fell apart and they started yeah. killing each other? You mean Bosnia, Herzegovina? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Hillary started bombing him and all that sure. stuff? Sure. Yeah. It used to be Yugoslavia. Yeah. They used to be a real country that produced things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? Once they started that mess, there were no more parts for Yugo. Aha. No parts means goodbye, Frank. Well, eventually, everything wears out. And if you can't even no, get an really. alternator, you can't get a distributor cap, you can't get things that wear out on a regular basis, well, what do you do with your car? It's a paperweight. That's right. You know. Good for a boat anchor, as you say. Yeah, you know, so but really, who killed the Yugo? Hey, Bill Clinton. You know, oh, yeah, we bombed the living daylights out of Bosnia and Herzegovina and all that garbage. Well, and, 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 and we... Well, there we, was another religious war between the Muslims and the Serbs. Yeah, what we did was we busted that country in three parts. Which we had no business doing, just like Vietnam. Well, they're trying... Well, we what, no what, what, going. What, what do you think they're trying to do in Syria? Oh, gee whiz. Well, Barry, Barry, uh, Barry is uh, protecting the free world here, Barry. Yeah, well, yeah, sure he is. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Vlad the Impaler over there in Russia disagrees. Yeah, well, Vlad the Impaler is, uh, I don't know, he's not a nice person either, so we don't care about Vlad the Impaler. Well, he, he might. Barry had a meet. He and Barry had another meeting, I guess, a couple of days ago, and they weren't too happy with each other. I think we should give them knives, and they should just have a war between oh, them. Leave everybody else that. out of it, and just, uh, yeah. you know, go ahead. Cut each other to shreds. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, just leave everybody else out of it. Oh, yeah. Did you see where Ben Carson is beating the Donald now? Or he's in what, within one point of the Donald? And if you believe that, uh, Frank, i got a bridge in Brooklyn for you. I know. It's just, it, it, you know, it's either Ben Carson or Carly Farina. And, you know, I, I don't care about either one of them. They're not going anywhere. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of garbage on well, Carly there. I, I've got it right uh, here. Well, uh, she's, uh, she's not a great. Uh, the Donald, even though he's been bankrupt, his companies have been bankrupt four times. Yep. She didn't get fired. He didn't get fired. Well, and the thing is, you know, bankruptcy is there for a reason. Yes. It's there to be used. They they have the yep. bankruptcy laws in order for business to use them. And businesses do use them. Lots of rich That's people right. have their businesses go bankrupt. And then look at some of these major corporations that have filed Chapter 11 and Chapter this and Chapter that. And then, hey... What, a year later, they're, okay, they're out of bankruptcy, and they're still in business, and off they go, right? It's like yeah. a reset. It's like, look, man, we're, we're upside down here. we got to have some debt relief. It's really what bankruptcy well, look what amounts to. what happened with Chrysler. How many times did Chrysler go broke? Two, three, four times before Fiat bought them? Well, yeah, and the thing is, who bailed out Chrysler the first time with Lee Iacocca? The, the United States people did because of the contracts. I, see, people don't realize how he did this. It was like, oh, he's such a genius. You know, he got bailed out by the U.S. government, right? They gave him the money. And then he said, well, uh... Sold all those parts to the army, all those tanks and stuff to the army, or whatever trucks or whatever. You said were, yeah. just were pieces of garbage. Which well, you said you worked on. Yeah, uh, the I think it was the 880, and it was a four-wheel drive. Oh, it was just, and it was a death trap to boot because yeah, they like. Well, yeah, yeah the, the back end. Garbage. You know the bolts that that hold the uh, 
the axle what, to the body. You mean the uh, rear, the rear assembly, the differential? Well, the U bolts that hold that all to the body. Oh, the U joints. Yeah. yeah. What about them? Well, uh, it was. This was a supposedly a heavy duty truck, okay? Yeah. Because you know the army runs them through fields and stuff like that, and they they fuse yeah. things, right? But this was nothing. This was put together like a regular pickup truck. They used all the cheap stuff they use on the regular pickup trucks. And uh, down the road you go, and all oh, the U-bolts come loose, and the back end flips around and flips the truck over and kills everybody in it. That happened. Huh. That happened so many times with that truck. Hmm. Oh, yeah, and that's not all. But you're not going to hear that in the mainstream then, press. You're not going to ever hear about that. Then they had the XM1, which was a oh, huge... Oh, you mean the tank, you mean? Yeah, which turned into the Abrams. Once somebody else took it over, that was originally a Chrysler project, and they couldn't make oh, the yeah, turbine work. Oh, yeah, the gas turbine engine that broke down every five minutes or something like that? Yeah, Chrysler couldn't figure out how to do the filtering system because they'd have to shut it down every 30 minutes to stop and change the filters on it. And, you know, so Chrysler, what Lee Iacocca did was he got all his money from the federal government. Then he got these contracts by the military, and he got paid all that money, and then he paid the money back. And it's like, oh, he's such a genius. He brought Joe Chrysler Lunchbucket back out. paid the money back. Is who paid the money back? It's not uh, Iacocca. Yeah, because they bought all that junk from Chrysler. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, there's probably not one of those trucks in in service anymore in the military. Probably not. Well, they're still putting out garbage Chrysler. Their Jeeps aren't that great. You know, they they bought Jeep after what was it, sure. Willys or American Motors? Uh, you know, turned them into garbage. American. I had an American Motors Jeep, Frank, and it was a piece of garbage. Yeah, American so Motors. I mean, we can't yeah. blame. We just can't blame the Chinese for putting out garbage. No, there's been a lot of American garbage. Oh, and then the, hey, Chrysler in the seventies, and that and that counts Dodge and Plymouth and all Chrysler products oh, in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are were just unbelievable. They, I mean, that nothing. Carpet didn't fit. The doors didn't shut right. I mean, these are brand new vehicles. Okay, brand new out of factory. They, the door I won't shut. I don't understand why Oldsmobile and Pontiac went goodbye. They were fairly decent cars. I mean, they're all built on the same assembly line for crying out loud. Well. GM decided they had too many brands. That's all that oh, was. Oh, so they decided to kill the, the least two off. Okay. You know, that... Yeah, well, what know. are you going to do about that? Well, yeah, that's, they just, you know, decide. Yeah, well, our your friend uh, Pope Frank, he's gone. Thank God he's gone. I couldn't wait for him to leave. Yeah, but where did he go? Is he back at the, back Vatican, the Vatican? Or is that, where do you think out, he went? I have no idea. Well, I know I, I have no well, idea where he went. Well, as far as we went. know, he went back to the Vatican, as far as we know. I mean... Did you see the stunt they pulled with the little Mexican girl giving him the, uh, what's his name, the flowers or the card? Did you uh, see that little stunt? No, no. Was it? Yeah, the little Mexican girl, the uh, the uh, the pro-illegal immigrants planned this for a year, and this little girl rushed past security and handed Pope Frank uh, some kind of a thing saying, please don't deport my family. Oh, yeah. You didn't hear about it. I can't believe you didn't. Oh, Frank, that was all over the news. No, no, I missed that one. You must have been a busy boy. You must have been too busy. Well, you know, I don't see it all over the Internet. I mean, it might have been all over TV. No, they pulled pulled another, they pulled a publicity stunt with Pope Frank. Oh, and then he gets up in the United Nations and says, "Uh, we don't want you using marijuana, even though it's a natural thing from from God, you know. We don't want you using marijuana. And why is that? 
Uh, I don't know. I guess the uh, the pharmaceutical boys must have slipped them a couple of hundred million under the rug or something. Who knows? No, but drink up that wine. Oh yeah. You know that's okay, man. Yeah. You know I I really don't personally care what the Pope has to say about anything, because as far as I'm concerned, that guy. Well. I'll tell you what, it's a tiny country where your mom is from, but little old Finland, I have to give them credit. They are really rocking and rolling, little old Finland. Were they the ones who kicked out, or was it Iceland that kicked out the bankers? Iceland. Okay, but Finland, I read something about Finland. I said, oh, that's where Frank's mom is from. And I said, they're, they are rocking and rolling, Finland, because they're not, uh, they're not going with the EU program anymore, I think. I said, no, not. they were trying. And, and, you know, I read something about Finland a few months ago about, you know, this whole how they were trying. And then they decided, look, you know what? This ain't working for us. Uh-huh. We got to try something different. So they apparently that's what you're referring to, that they are. Trying something different, which they're is, saying uh, they want to say goodbye to the EU, and the, and I see the Catalonians in Spain. They've already voted to secede from Spain. I wonder how that's going to work out. Well, and uh, I understand the boys down Texas way. They've got uh, something on the ballot for them to uh, uh, to secede. So everybody wants to get away from Sammy or the state. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. You think Barry is losing his popularity, Barry, and the fact that they're saying that. Well, Bernie is eating Hitlery's lunch, but they're saying Hitlery is coming back, and I don't know where they're getting that from. They're making it up. I, I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing, Al. You know, uh, I mean, I liked Ben Carson until he started talking about this Common Core garbage, nah. Frank, and then I said goodbye. Well, yeah, you know, you can't. I, I mean, him and him and Jeb Bush. See, oh, Jeb Bush is for Common Core, Bush too. Is toast. I don't think we're going to have another Bush in the White House. I don't think we have to worry about Jeb. Now we've got to get rid of Hitlery is who we got to get rid of. How? Uh, what do what you got to do? Put a stake through her heart? I mean, come on. I mean, well, she has so much baggage. About, uh, well, you know, they're still pushing Broadway Joe, and he says he's going to think about something in uh, November or something. Broadway Joe says, uh, maybe I will run after all. If he does, I think he'll, he'll kick Hitlery out of there. Yeah, but and then, then Donald can wipe the floor Yeah, whoever with whoever the Republican is is going to win then because there's no way you know I mean people there's no nobody, way Joe <laughs> Biden's going to be the next president and if he is Frank it's time to leave. Yeah, because you know the thing is, see, once he says okay, fine, I'm going to run for president, he's going to start talking. Okay, he's going to yeah. start saying words and stuff. And oh, every, you mean he's going to babble like he's been doing? Yeah, and every time Joe opens his mouth, it's like yeah. your mouth drops open and you go, are well, you, you kidding me? Well, you know what? The decider was kind of like that, too, wasn't he, the decider? Yeah, but you know what? Joe Biden makes the decider look like a genius. Really? Well, that is saying something. No, some of the things Biden has said, you just you stop in your tracks and just stare at him like, what? Wow. You got to be yeah, kidding well, me! I mean, hey, even the Democratic Party told him to stop talking. <laughs> We're going to have to give Joe a yep. rest because it's break time, folks. All right, we'll be back in just a few. Everybody, stay right where you're at. Tell from your door 
I'm all daddy, let me record my daddy, daddy, let me wow, wow, wow. Mother, daddy, let me reckless, daddy, daddy, let me wow, wow, wow. No, I'm not good looking, but I'm some sweet woman's angel child. She's a mighty mean woman, do me this away. Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead. 
meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Tuesday, September 29th, 2015, and it is not the last day of the month. I need to make that correction because, uh, oops, I forgot about the 30th. It's about 12.39 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast, and if that's when it is where you're at, we are, in fact, live. And as I said, it's Tuesday. That means we got Al from Colorado here for the lightning round, but before we bring Al back, I'll give you the songs that were played. The first one was Statesboro Blues. People know that song, but that was by Blind Willie McTell. Nobody got it, but the room did get the second one, Bad Moon Rising, Creedence Clearwater Revival. 
kind of a gimme, but hey, what the heck. Welcome back, Al. Yes, your favorite uh, prostitute, Bonehead, is leaving. He should leave tomorrow instead of the end of October. Yeah, what's he waiting for, Al? Yeah, we don't need him for another 30 days. If he wants to leave, you know what? He should take the other 534 prostitutes with him, too. Yeah, he's probably setting up. You know what I'm curious about, Al? I don't care if he... I mean, he should be going to jail is where he ought to be going, but... Well, they all need to be going to jail. Well, that's true. But he's the ringleader, right? I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I'm curious, Al. Let's keep our eyes peeled to see where he goes to work. Oh, you'd think he might be a lobbyist, Frank? You think he's going to be a lobbyist for some big company? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but who? See, who well, is who the knows, real Frank? question? Because whoever it is is who he's done lots of favors for. Well, then you've got to go and look at his record, Frank, and maybe you can figure it out. Then, I'll just say. wait to see. You know, I mean, it's not going to be a yeah. bit, oh, surprise, surprise, he's going to be a lobbyist, or he's going to be, oh, oh given some on job. on the Senate side, they want to get rid of Mr. McConnell. He's going bye-bye, too. They want to get rid of him for some strange reason, Mitch McConnell from, where is he, Kentucky or wherever. Because he's a liar and a crook, maybe? Oh, uh, you think? But then again, like you say, uh, okay, so who isn't there? Well, let's put it this way. Hitler is getting deeper and deeper in every day. Why she isn't in the jail, at least sitting in a jail cell waiting for a, uh, a trial, is, is above, uh, is beyond all uh, AVR listeners. Well, I don't know why she's not somewhere waiting for a trial. Uh, but then again, I've been w- thinking of that for like 20 years. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, wait a minute. It goes back to 72 at Watergate. That's like 40-something years, Frank. Well, yeah, but I wasn't aware of things then, you know? I mean, 20 oh, years ago, okay. I started realizing, oh, my gosh, these people are all criminals. You know, I didn't know that, but I thought Nixon was the you only were crook. You still in the, when Hitler was uh, messing around in Watergate. You were still in grammar school, Frank. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, thing is... I thought Richard Nixon was the biggest crook in the country. You know, I didn't know any better. Well, he proved it to everybody, too, at the end. Well, yeah, but I doubt he was the biggest crook. (laughs) You know, I mean, mean, I'm starting to wonder. You know, Nixon Nixon is starting to look like a choir boy compared to the rest of these guys. Well, I'll tell you what. Everybody says that Jimmy Carter, the peanut farmer, was absolutely the worst. I think ah. I think Barry is uh, taking Jimmy off the worst list right yeah, now. Yeah, that you know Carter really got most of what Car- thing about Carter was the worst this and worst that is all propaganda. Do you know why he's considered the worst? Do you realize Jimmy Carter was going to beat Ronald Reagan? He was way ahead until what well, happened. You know why he lost is because, well, mm-hmm. uh, Daddy Bush sent something over the, uh, what do you call the October surprise, and he didn't get, and Jimmy Carter didn't get the hostages back from Iran. That's because old George had the whole thing blow up. You know, there were soldiers killed in that. They all ran in each other. It was just a big mess. And the reason why was because George Bush, they made a deal. Okay, they made a deal. We're talking about Daddy Bush now. Daddy folks. Bush, Daddy yeah. Daddy Bush, yes. Yeah, the real president. You know, because Reagan was nothing but an actor. He's always been an actor, and that's all he ever was when he was in the White House. Well, was they're an saying actor. that Daddy ran the system anyway after uh, after Hinckley shot. Uh, he ran it uh, before. The, he ran the campaign. He ran the whole thing. He made the deal with the Iranians. He got Reagan elected with that little stunt because I was alive at the time. Okay? Of course you were. That was the first election I voted in, and I voted for Jimmy Carter against Reagan, because Reagan, 
Let me tell you, man, uh, all this hype about, oh, Reagan's so wonderful, he was some conservative hero. Reagan uh, wasn't even a conservative. He was a communist. And, and, you know, people can deny that all they want, but let's go look back at his record. He can say what he wants. People can give great speeches. I mean, look at Trump. He gives a great speech. He, he gets people fired up. So did Reagan. Yeah, but he's not a commie, though. Trump is not a commie, though. Well, look, Trump is not the wonder boy that everybody, you know, puts him well, out to I'm be. Now, I, now I'm, hey, Al, don't get me wrong. Yeah. From the field I'm looking at right now, Trump's the best thing going. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, that I does tell you this. But even that, if he gets in. But that doesn't make him go, any good. Frank, he still has to go through Congress to get the tax laws changed. And the boys in Congress uh, uh, with their donors and their, you know, their lobbyists and the tax boys, H&R Schlock, is not going to be happy. Yeah, too bad, you know. Put them all in My jail, too. My attitude is, Frank, this is, this, I would really want to go on TV with, uh, with the Donald and say, this is what you do, Donald. Forget your four, uh, your four tax brackets. You get rid of the Gestapo and the Federal Reserve. You put the yellow stuff back in Fort Knox, and everybody goes back to work, and you shut down Wall Street. How about it, Donald? Yeah, well, see, Donald's never going to shut down Wall Street, though. Well, okay, you know what I mean? Well, he's yeah. too involved with them. He's too in bed with all of them, even though most people don't know that. Well, hey, you don't get to finance the kind of real estate deals that he has without the banksters. That's right. You just don't get to do that. Uh, now, yeah, he could probably finance some things himself, but he's not going to use his own money for that when he can get not. bankers' money. Why should he? It's Why would he? It's always been OPM, Frank. It's sure. always been other people. You know, and that's, one, and that's one thing that, what's her name there, the... Uh, Chick from Mulet Packard. No, Carly. Uh, oh, the arena? That's what she says about him. Well, you know, he's making his money off other people's money. Well, where'd your money come from, doll? I mean, you know, you yeah, think that was yeah, your money you at Mulet Packard? That was your money at Mulet Packard? Yeah, you I don't think Stockholders so. that were paying your salary, sweetie. You were the Mulet Packard wasn't paying your salary. The stockholders were paying your salary. Well, now, here's some things that I didn't know about her because I really didn't pay attention, but I came across this article. Do you know she was a, uh, a, a law school dropout? Yes, that I knew. I read about that. See, I yeah, didn't know that, that, that she went to one semester. That's pretty like, man, I can't, you know, I can't take this. So, you know, one semester, and then she got one an... One semester isn't even a whole, it's what? It's garbage. Well, it's, yeah, it's a quarter of a Nothing. year. I mean, you know, it's... Hey, I went to one semester of college. I <laughs> did, too, and I didn't make it, fortunately. Thank God I flunked out. Well, you know, I didn't flunk out. I I just... I, you see, I went. Ten, it wasn't for you, Frank. Is well, what you're trying to tell. I me. went ten years after I had graduated high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, you know, I think now I'm, you know, I've been in the world. I've I've read a lot. I've spent a lot of time in the libraries. I think I could maybe do college now. Mm-hmm. So I get to college, and it's uh, oh, my sophomore year in high school all over again. And well, I'm wait like, a minute! They were also teaching you to think like groupthink. You weren't being, you weren't uh, about that time. They started getting politically correct on campus. Remember? Well, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice that. I just noticed that. Gosh, this is awful easy. Why is this so easy? I thought this was going to be, you know, college. I thought this was going to be difficult. Oh, I know. Wait a minute, because I learned all this in my sophomore year of high school. Gee. Well, then you didn't need to learn it again. Then, I know. Did you? So I said, you know what? I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. I'll, I'll do this semester, and then I'm. Uh, I'm out. I'm not going to keep doing this. But, you know. But she did end up with an MBA, 
which I was Whoop told I was told the other day by a guy who teaches MBA classes, you know, to and he said, yeah. uh, you know, it ain't <laughs> it isn't all that. It's mainly just a requirement to get a job. It doesn't mean you're going to get the job. It's just a requirement to apply for the job. That doesn't mean you're a financial genius either, does it? No, it just means you got through the courses. That's all. And, uh, you know, obviously, now listen to this. Talk about stockholders, right? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Old Carly here. She helped engineer a highly criticized merger with Compact. Yeah, that cost the company billions of dollars. Yeah, la- large or millions, layoffs. Billions or millions. A lot of, she lost a lot of money when Compaq well, went by. Large layoffs ensued, and the company's stock price dropped more, more, more than 50%. That's a big drop, kids. Well, you just lost half of everything you had? Or more than half, yeah. Yeah, I don't think the stockholders are so happy about no, that. No, I don't right? think the stockholders were happy with her either. She didn't make her numbers. Yeah, good move, fired. babe. Yeah, that was great. Thanks. And oh, hey, another thing, I don't know if you know about this. I didn't know about this until last night. And, I, and then I went and looked it up. And sure enough, after her departure from HP, yeah. her departure when she got fired, Okay. Yeah, where she got candy. Yeah. Former CIA director Michael Hayden selected her to chair the CIA's external advisory board. Oh, she's a spy now, little Miss Carly. She's a spy. Well, Mr. Hayden said she contributed a great deal. <laughs> it confirmed for me that I thought was a coming crisis. It helped me with my judgment. So, yeah, so she's also been, uh, you know, playing around with the... CIA? Yeah. Another well, reason to get rid of her. Okay, so... She ain't going anywhere. You know, I mean, hey, we already had a CIA director as uh, president, you know? I mean, come on, we don't need this again, do we? You mean, Daddy, yeah, Daddy Bush. Yeah. Now, hey, here's... And then I'll get off of this, but... Just want you to know what kind of woman this is. Yes? This is what she said when when she was questioned, you know, what, what would you have done differently, you know, about this whole... Hewlett Packard compact thing, yeah, where so what was where done? you where you had thirty thousand people laid off, okay, and she was told not to do the deal too. She was yeah. told not to do the compact deal, if I remember correctly. Yep. Do you know what she said she would do different? And what? this is this is a quote: "I would have done them all faster. Every person that I asked to leave, whether it's been clear publicly or not, I would have done faster." She would have canned people faster, is yeah. what saying? Yeah, yeah. No, that's what she's saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what she said. She would have canned people faster. Yeah, what would have you done different? I'd have fired everybody faster. That's that's what she has to that's say. That's no answer. Well, it's not a good answer. I mean, uh, you, no, it sure isn't. You know, so, I mean, you know what? I think we don't have to worry about her. Well, think, hey, I'm, I'm, you know I'm, the media the loves her, Al. Well, they might love her, but I'll tell you what, the uh, the other media doesn't love Hitlery. It's going to be between Hitlery and Bernie, and I think it's going to be between Donald, and I'm not sure, I don't know if it's going to be Carson or not, but it's going to be between Donald and one of the other uh, jokers. I don't think Carson, you know, I think Carson is, I, I think that's just phonied. I don't believe it's Carson's It's got to be a, phony. You know, Carson's a talk show host and a media guy, and I think I think they're just, they're just, Saying, hey, he's uh, he's there. He's uh, you know, he's one point behind the Donald, which I don't believe in. The, uh, first of all, I don't believe the polls anyway, because the polls are BS anyway. No, and you can tell. Look, 
It's like when they go, hey, Hillary's making a comeback. Yeah, uh, everywhere she goes, she can't even fill the place Bernie halfway up. Bernie is eating her lunch in New Hampshire, and everywhere else that Bernie has gone, Bernie has eaten her lunch for breakfast. Well, the thing is, okay, so we look at the polls, and they say whatever they say. But then we yeah. look at what's going on, and Hillary can't fill a room. She can't even fill it halfway. Bernie Sanders, they got standing room only. Say we yeah. go over the Republicans. Donald Trump is he's filling stadiums. This guy is electrifying crowds everywhere. And what? Who who's going to Ben Carson's uh, thing? I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. Jeb Bush can't even fill half a room either Jeb anymore. Jeb Bush is goodbye by Jeb Bush ought to go back to Florida and uh, sit in the sun is what Jeb Bush. <laughs> I think he's he been in the sun anywhere, too long. Frank. I think I he's been in the sun too long. I'll tell you who I thought we were going to have a choice between next November, not this November, but a year from November, would be Jeb Bush and Hillary. Real big uh, choice there, right, Frank? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, it doesn't look like that might happen. But then again, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, really, because... I don't know, since Daddy Bush... I think Hitler's going to lie her way into the nomination, or she's going to cheat with the superdelegates, as we talked about yeah. the other, last week. Remember with the superdelegates? Well, she's basically, she's basically said she's going to. Well, then, I mean, she'll get the nomination. It doesn't matter what Bernie does. Bernie can stand on his head and turn 40 shades of yeah, blue. Yeah, there's, no there's no way Bernie's ever going to get the Democratic nomination. He's not even a member of the Democratic Party, okay? You know, well, he's running as a Democrat. I know he is, but he's he hasn't been a, a Democrat. He caucuses I think the with smart them. People know that Bernie. Uh, they don't want Bernie picking their pocket. Bernie is very good with everybody else's wallet. <laughs> well, yeah, reason. he is. Well, and that's what makes him a socialist. You know, I mean, he yeah. once got all these ideas, and that's nice. But where's the money coming from? Oh, me? Oh, I get to pay for all that. Well, thanks, Bernie, but take a walk. You know. That's, I still want to see how the Donald is going to make Mexico pay for the wall. That's going to be the fun <laughs> one, Frank. That is going to be the fun one. How does Donald get the Mexicans to pay for the wall? I'll tell you what, hair will grow up here if he does do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it, you know, but since Daddy Bush, I've I've I, I I I every time I say, well, I'm going to stop saying this, and I never do because I just look at it and go, well, it can't be any worse than this. Well, the yeah. next president, no matter who it is, can't be worse than this. And, you know, every single time it's gotten worse, Al. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went from Daddy Bush. Are you going to tell me, Frank, that somebody's going to make Barry look like a saint? I can't believe that. I, I know. It's, it's, that, that, this I is can't what believe that. This is what I'm afraid of, Al. <laughs> because, you know what? If, if somebody's in there that's going to be worse than Barry, we're finished. I think we're finished right now, Frank. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we're pretty much finished now, but hey, I mean, the imagine. Donald came out the other day, I don't know if you saw this, because I just saw this this morning, and he is saying the actual unemployment rate, are you sitting down, Frank? I am, yep. 44%, Frank, that's worse than D number one. Wow. Almost twice D number one. And imagine, he's actually out there saying that. He you know, is saying that, and you know what? They don't like him. I think <laughs> Donald's going Frank, I really think that Donald's going to have an accident or get very, very sick. I really do, Frank. I'm afraid for him. Just like per- you saw what they did to Perot. Well, yeah, but, you know. He quit. That's true. But, you know, I'm hoping Donald's got, you know. got. And it's he not better so have a lot of Kevlar. Yeah, and it's not just having the cojones. It's, it's realizing who you're dealing with. 
and how to deal with them. Okay, look. Donald is still going to have to jump to somebody's stick. Yeah, he may get in there and he thinks he's going to do certain things, but he's going to be given the, uh, how do we say, the, uh, he's going to be given the lecture, as they say, when he gets in. Oh, no doubt. I mean, no doubt. I, I have no doubt of that. That's why, you know, yeah, okay, you know, he'll give a great speech. And just like Reagan, Reagan gave great speeches throughout his presidency. I, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll give the guy that. He gave great speeches, but what was his policy? Did he ever follow through on most of his speeches? No. No. His policies were not anything like his speeches. What, he was act, what his administration actually did was just completely different than what he was telling people. Which, hey, what he was saying was great, but it doesn't matter if you're just lying. That's true. Well, you know what I hear? I don't know if this is fable, but every president since Kennedy has been brought into the Oval Office or into a room somewhere and shown pictures of Dallas if they don't, uh, how do we say, toe the line. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's true, Frank. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if that's true. That seems a little crude. I doubt they I'm actually do that. I'm just telling you, I don't know if this know. is a, a, what they call urban, uh, what's that word, urban something, urban uh, legend? Well, or I, not, but this... like I say, you know, that, that in itself is a little crude. I doubt they actually bring you in and show you pictures of Dallas, but I'm sure they have the talk with you and make it very clear that, you know, you're going to have to adjust you're going to tell your the line or, or else. Yeah. It's this or else, Frank, is what they're being told. Yeah, Absolutely. pretty much. You know, pretty much. And uh, why is that a surprise to anybody? I mean... No. And this guy that's supposed to take over Bonehead's uh, position, I don't even know anything about him. McCarthy is his name? Hey, Joe McCarthy? Yay, no, Joe! No, no, he's been dead. No, uh, poor old Joe's been dead. He was right. The commies are still in Washington. He's absolutely right. Oh, he was yeah. right back then. He's right today. Well, yeah, that's for sure, huh? I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> was that guy proven right or what? Yeah, what's happening with our friend Kitts Robert? He's no longer the governor, or is he still in the governorship, Kitts Oh, Robert? no, 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 no. He's been out. He he resigned. They haven't thrown him and his uh, mistress in jail yet. No, not that I've heard of, and they really should. And I think they're just uh, dragging their feet, and I think that the uh, lieutenant governor, who's now the governor lesbian, isn't going to do anything about it and just of let it... Of course not. You know, try to hopefully it'll all go away. Maybe yeah. they'll make him pay a fine or something like that, but, you know... He was, uh, you know, these guys, these guys make us believe, like, we're supposed to accept that, oh, well, you know, he had to resign in shame, so isn't that enough of a punishment? It's like, no, that's not enough of a punishment. Resign in shame, as though they have any shame. <laughs> you know, I don't believe, no, that's not good enough. I'm sorry, he needs to go to jail and his girl. They both did need they, to go did, to jail. Were they trying to pass a uh, resolution or a, uh, a referendum in Oregon about the, uh, you know, the happy smokes or not? You guys don't have it yet, do you? Oh, happy yeah, it's, it's legal here. It is legal. Yeah. Yeah, they just, uh, the state stores are going to be selling, you know, because Oregon has, uh, you know, state Oh, so they stores. did legalize it by you, just like oh, yeah. Washington and me. Yep. Okay, so it is legal by you guys now. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's sure. legal. It's legal to have an ounce on you, uh up up to an ounce on you. Uh, you're not allowed to smoke mm -hmm. it in public. You can grow four plants. But what they've uh, dragged their feet on is uh, the state liquor control board selling it because they're going to be the ones to sell it, and they haven't gotten their stuff together yet to, 
to actually do it. So. Oh, so it's not finalized, in other words. Oh, it's finalized. It's just they're not actually for sale. You know, it's not for oh, sale okay. at the liquor store. Or I want to see what sell. happens because if you've got as many potheads in Oregon as we do here, I mean, they're going to they're going to start getting some really really big numbers and. Uh, the idiots here in the Colorado Legislature are crying because they got to give a lot of the money back. <laughs> Too bad, man. Yeah. Anyway, Al, thanks for being on. We'll see you again next Tuesday. We'll see you next week, Frank. Bye-bye. Okay, that's it for now. Financial Survival's coming up next. Stay right where you're at. And as always, thanks for listening. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Adisk, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Tuesday, September 29th, 2015. I can't wait to get out of September. <laughs> as short as it was or is, it seems like it was very long. I'm looking forward to October, Alfred. Is October the next one, Melody? Well, the last time I looked on my calendar, 
I thought maybe the blood moon changed that, though. I wasn't sure. Well, no, we're still there. Okay. But uh, not looking forward to October. I think everybody is, too. Everybody wants this last quarter done done with. and. Um, you mean the third quarter? Want the third, third quarter, quarter done? Get in and enjoy in. the fourth and quarter. Then, yeah, so we can talk about Christmas. <laughs> oh my! It is true. Time goes by very quickly. Gold. Yeah, not such a good day for gold. Down four forty today for gold. Eleven twenty eight seventy. Silver is up a couple pennies today. Up oh four at fourteen dollars and seventy three cents. Platinum was down one at 921, and palladium was up nine at 661 dollars. Actually, today's trading reminds me of Mondays. Usually, Mondays it's been a little bit quiet. There was a little more activity yesterday, and today was just a very strange day in the markets. I don't know, just just quiet. You know, not a lot of uh, it's in discussion. the eye just of a very, hurricane. Miller. No, it's just very quiet. Maybe. Um, but let's go on with the, the numbers here. We have the USDX today, 0. 0.06, down at 95.88. Crude oil, 0. 0.71, higher at 45.14. And the paper markets today, you know, they've been up and down uh, for the most part. And uh, we've had the Dow, let me bring this screen up, was up 46 points, 16,048 up 46 points at 16,048. The NASDAQ was down 26 at 45.17. The S&P was up 2 at 1,884. A little pressure on the 10-year yield, 2.05, down 0. 0.04. The euro was stronger by 0. 0.11 at 113. I think I saw earlier today the Japanese markets got hammered overnight over 4%. Hong Kong was down uh, over 3%, but the European markets were pretty much like ours. Uh, not a lot of activity, uh, just a few points to the downside. So, uh, again, uh, just seems like a little bit of a quiet day. Um, not a lot of reports and um, just a lot of focus on, you know, Putin and Obama and you know, what's happening at the U.N., and uh, uh, everything seems to be focused uh, in those areas. And, of course, the uh, elections and so forth uh, seems to be taking um, um, front stage, Al. I've got a friend of mine that I just talked to today. You have Michael a friend? Michael Ellis. Mm-hmm. Oh. Michael is uh, he's probably one of the most brilliant pro se litigants in the United States. And if there were ever a time when I was crossing, bumping heads with the Internal Revenue Service, I guarantee you, Michael, if I thought I needed help, Michael would be the guy I'd call. Talked to him earlier today. He has essentially uncovered fraud, massive fraud, in the Internal Revenue Service. He's got his case. He's in one of the appellate courts in Washington, D.C. right now. And it's... The court has refused to allow him. He's had an attorney who wants to assist in this, who understands what he's doing. And the court has refused to allow him the assistance of counsel, which all by itself is just, I don't think I've ever heard of such a thing before. All right? They won't let him bring on an attorney. <laughs> and I won't go through all the details 
<clears throat> but they're trying to railroad him as best they can, and Michael is just standing up. And Michael, and he has, good Lord is with him. Right? Michael's not just running the mill. I mean, he, the hand of God is on this guy. Well, the point I'm trying to make is there's people in Congress that are aware, uh, that are aware of what Michael's been doing. There are people that are sitting back and they realize if Michael gets this case through, he's going to take the IRS down. <laughs> it's not going to be because he has uncovered a massive computer-based fraud where for people that are not filing, the IRS alleges that they create a document to replace, to provide a 1040 that you didn't file. And in fact, they never do or at least that's what his evidence indicates up until now. And if this goes out, and this goes forward, and it goes public, he's going to probably break the IRS, which sounds like an incredible claim, and it's sit back, oh, no, yeah, nobody's going to do that. Yeah, I think he might. And the point I'm trying to make is there's a certain amount of silence going on, and people are talking about Lois Lerner and the rest, that sort of thing with the IRS. The IRS has much bigger problems. They are fundamentally flawed, and maybe they're going bye-bye. Now, I don't expect them to leave, you know, in the next quarter or anything like that, but I'm, they are extremely vulnerable right now if Michael can pull this off. So, I, there may be big changes, even though we are sitting in a, what are, what may, what seems like a quiet moment. There are things happening behind the scenes that are massive. Again, the oh, court won't let him get an attorney. Nobody's ever done that before. I've never heard of such a thing. And it's not just that he needs an attorney. This guy is a very highly qualified attorney who's seen what Michael's doing. He says, my God, this guy's right. He says, I want in. They won't let him bring a really highly qualified attorney to assist Michael. Michael can handle us. <laughs> I think he can handle He doesn't need an attorney. It's just the same. It's just it's evidence that Michael's onto something, and the court the court is fabricating evidence. They're alleging he said things he didn't say, uh, made made claims he didn't make. Um, they are desperate to suppress this case, uh, but they're not going to succeed. Uh, this is going to go through one way or another because Michael he's not going to give up. They're not going to bribe him. I don't think they can threaten him. Um, the world is becoming a very interesting place. I mean, it, it's always been interesting, but it's becoming more obviously interesting. Because we have Internet, we have, you know, radio talk shows, we have ways of communicating information that we didn't have just 20 years ago. Spectacular ways of communicating information. And this system, the whole government, relies on public ignorance and false confidence and we're seeing information come out that challenges that false confidence that overcomes the ignorance and the government is sitting back and say what the heck are we going to do Melody? we need dummies we need more public we need more public high school graduates keep this government running well people are educating themselves and maybe Public high school is not enough to guarantee that people are ignorant. So, 
We live in interesting times. And uh, maybe we'll see. Maybe we're going to see an end to the IRS. I don't expect to see it, you know, but I don't expect to see it in the next months, that's for sure. But we might see a movement. You know, we've got Donald Trump. He's had his proposal to simplify the tax code. This might happen in part just because the IRS has to go. Maybe we need just burn it to the ground and rebuild because there's so much fraud. The whole thing is... Uh, everybody, it's been buried in the Internal Revenue Code. I don't know how many of you ever picked up a copy of the Internal Revenue Code, Title 26. It's oh, probably three, four inches thick. And it's convoluted and complex and contradictory and confusing and almost, I doubt that there's any living man who can sit down and say, oh, yeah, I understand the entire Internal Revenue Code. I doubt if that's even possible. I doubt that anyone can say it. Nobody gets it, and yet they refuse to change it. The reason is because they have hidden what's really going on under a haystack of laws and regulations and rules and whatever that are confusing, contradictory, complex. They've hidden them. And they want them to stay hidden. And that's why nobody's changed the code lately. Nobody's, everybody can see. Why don't we have a code that's just simple? You know, in the Bible, 10%, give a tithe. How hard is that? Everybody should just, what if everyone just understood, look, you owe 10%, whatever you get. You can fill out your income tax return on a, on a, uh, on a postcard and send it in. 10%. I made $100,000. I owe $10,000. Here's my check. They don't want that. They want this incredible complexity, and all it does is confuse and allow them to deceive us. Well, people like Michael, and there's two other attorneys, one on the East Coast and West Coast, who've seen Michael's work. They're using it. It's not going to be... They won't be able to... They won't be able to conceal the fundamental fraud behind the IRS. won't be concealable much longer. What happens then, Melody? How, how, will, how will we make it through life without the Internal Revenue Service? Well, I wasn't aware that Donald, I know he talks about simplifying the tax code, but mm-hmm. I didn't think that, uh, you know, from when I saw that he was looking, he was just looking to change the amount of tax. No, he's not talking about to be paid. So he's not simplifying the tax code. He's just lowering the taxes that may for the most part that and may increasing. Yeah. It's, it's evidence of an idea whose time may have come. Maybe it's time to make dramatic changes in the internal revenue system. And once you get that, once you embrace that possibility, someone will say, well, let's cut taxes. Okay, let's cut taxes. And somebody else is going to say, <laughs> well, why don't we just simplify the whole thing? And somebody else is going to say, why, why don't we shut the doors on the IRS completely? Uh, once, what I'm trying to illustrate is that once that idea gets a little traction, that it's time to start changing the internal revenue system. Well, the problem is telling where it's going to end. Well, the problem is, you know, fifty percent of the population doesn't pay any tax anyway. So you got a small group of people that are paying all the taxes, and 
you know, and that you know the, the the people that don't pay any tax, you know, that fifty percent that is below that, you know, the level that he's looking to do anything under twenty five thousand, you know, what Trump is trying to do. I mean, they're they're not paying any anyway. Well, that's so, you know, why bother chasing them? Why bother even worrying about them? I mean, we knocked ninety three million well, that's people why I off just the unemployment rules because they're no longer seeking benefits. They're allegedly no longer unemployed. Uh, why bother counting these people that are making less than twenty-five grand a year? Just—it's essentially what it's saying is, look, because if that's the limit. It's like saying anybody—it's just going to have an automatic one hundred percent deduction on twenty-five hundred, twenty-five thousand per year. If you're making twenty-five or less a year, you don't pay income tax. It's equivalent to having something like a deduction on the first five thousand dollars you make, or ten thousand, or whatever. I think everybody—if there's going to be a tax, I believe there's everybody, and I agree with you. I think it should be a flat ten percent and be done with it. Yeah. You know, forget all these, uh, you know, things that you could deduct exemptions, and except for gold, there has to be an exemption for gold for sales tax. But other than that, you know, forget it all. You know, ten percent. You know. Well, the problem you've got, the danger in this. I can see a certain practicality and not... Look, they're not going to pay income tax anyway. They don't have anything. It's not worth chasing them. Look, just let it go, all right? Okay, I get that. That makes a certain amount of practical sense, but the danger is this. There are so many people in this country who would be exempt from paying income tax, but they'd still be voting, all right? And you could have a massive number of people who were ultimately not paying income tax, mm -hmm. but they'd be in a position to vote for anybody who said, well, let's raise taxes on the other idiots that are paying income tax so they can give more money to you. You can live at a higher standard, more welfare, more unemployment insurance, whatever. It's dangerous to allow some people not to pay income tax because it creates a voting block that can work against those who are. It is much more sensible, in my opinion, got a flat 10% across the board. Why is that sensible? 10%, 15%. I don't care what number you put on it precisely, but a flat rate. Why? It means that if you have a flat income tax rate, then all of us pay the same rate. The rich, the poor, the middle class, everybody pays the same rate. That means we are all united against a single adversary, which is who? Whoever it is that wants to raise taxes. And who would that be? It would be your friendly folks down in Congress and the White House. The graduated income tax is a way of dividing people against each other. And we start out and say, oh, the rich aren't paying enough. Raise the taxes on the rich. And we get used to that, and then they say, oh, the poor aren't paying enough. Raise the taxes on the poor. And then they say, oh, the rich aren't. And they play us against each other with a graduated income tax, with a flat tax across the board, no deductions, no BS, 10%. Then it's we the people versus them the government, which, in my opinion, is a big step forward. Graduated income taxes, or where some people don't pay income taxes and other people do, it's dangerous, it's divisive, it's a divide-and-conquer strategy, and I don't think it's served this country well. Flat tax, good idea. Simple. Everybody can understand it. Who can't understand? You know, I mean, the only, well, how are you going to get out of it? Well, the real issue, Al, is accountability. The real issue is sound money. The real issue is to keep Washington from spending to the point where we have been so strapped by taxes, 
So, you know, that's where it needs to change. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you're going to start out at 10%, but if nothing else changes, yeah, we'll have an overall increase, then everybody else is going to be paying 15 No, but everybody will vote against it. That's the point. Oh, yeah, like that stopped them before. If we are all on the same side, and we don't have a graduated income tax, it's not like the rich will support this tax increase and the poor won't. Everyone will be against it. No, if you're paying 10%. Do you want to pay 11? No. How about 12? How about 15? How about 20? How about 50? No, 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 and no. All right? I don't want my income tax rolled. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor or middle class. I don't want my income tax. Only under the most adverse circumstances would the public agree to an increase in the income tax. It would put a lid on government spending. It would put a lid on government growth. It would be good for liberty, be good for freedom, be good for the American dream. You know, let's do it. Starting tomorrow, Melody. We're going to have a flat income tax. You really believe? Go ahead. We need to go to break. That's what I was going to say. Before we we end the income tax, first we have to listen to some commercial announcements. So Melody and I will be back on financial survival in just a moment. Please stay tuned. condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. 
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. on financial survival and we are plotting to eliminate the income tax maybe not tomorrow though but before we do what's next Melly? I just have a really great special for you the bullion buyers I have one ounce American gold buffaloes one ounce American gold buffaloes I have a very limited supply on these so if you're interested you must call us and if we're out of them, we can't extend the offer because this is such a great price. Basically, it is wholesale. I was able to pick some up today at a really good price, $1,169. The regular price on these would be closer to $1,195. So you're looking at about a what a $25 savings on these coins. So a very limited supply, $1,169 for one ounce American gold buffalo coins. Give us a call, 1-800-375-4188. Make sure you visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. We were looking at an article dealing with Donald Trump and his proposal to simplify the tax tax code. And one of his proposals, top-tier tax rate of 25% down from the current 39.5%. Good or bad, Melody? Well, uh, I guess good. Yeah, I'd say so, too. Cutting taxes. How can that be bad? I'm going to be bad. He also proposed cutting the corporate tax to 15%. Cutting the corporate tax to 15%. Good or bad? Well, I'm a corporation, so it's fantastic. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, I'm I'm not necessarily convinced that corporations should pay less than people. I mean... If we're going to have a top tier tax, hey, in the top tier and tax sec- rate for people at 25%, I would argue that the corporations should be paying, their top tiers should be similar. Hey, I'm, in the 50s and 60s, I believe, maybe in the 70s, corporations paid most of the tax. I agree. And I'd like to see a return to that. Today, it's most of the people pay most of the tax, and the corporations okay, okay. get the break. And when Trump... I don't doubt he's got decent economic reasons to say we'll cut the corporate tax rate to yeah, 15%, but when the people are still paying 25 there's still something wrong with that from my perspective. Well, what's funny about this is he talks. they all talk about cutting and adding taxes for the wealthy, but the real wealthy, they're not even affected by it because they have so many other, they can move money around, they're invested in other countries and so forth that it's not taxable and so forth. So, you know, you, you watch all these wealthy guys say, yeah, I'll pay more tax. You had the guy, J.P. Morgan Diamond, he came out, oh, I'll pay more tax. Warren Buffett, I pay more tax. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, donkeys. I mean, 
<laughs> so it's just a joke. That's why, you know, these taxes changes and the, the differences that people pay, it's, to me it doesn't amount to anything because it's just a joke. Why do they need a lower corporate tax rate? What is your train of thought? I can't read your mind. My idea, but... Put your glasses on, you probably could. I think the reason that this is such a concern about low corporate tax rates is because we are involved in global free trade and other countries have lower corporate tax rates. And in order to to attract corporate business into this country, we have to lower the tax rate on corporations. And I suspect, I don't know it to be true, but I suspect that's part of the motivation, maybe a big part, maybe the biggest part, of why they got to keep corporate tax rates down because they're competing with other countries that are competing for corporations to locate their headquarters there. What's well, the solution to the problem? Well, that's the idea, is to compete. What's the you solution know, so they... to the problem? Raise tariffs. In which he and the wants corporations to do, but he wants, wants to do that. In this country could be protected <laughs> from the cheap corporations in foreign countries, but they'd have to pay higher taxes in this country for the privilege of doing business in this market. And that's what Trump wants to do. Oh, that may be. I haven't. And, seen, and I, he he has stated that that he would they would have to pay a tariff. He doesn't call it a tariff, but you know they would have to pay a tax if they. You're talking about corporations. Even our own corporations, if they built the, 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 a car in a different country and to bring it back into the States, they would be charged a tax. All right, then he's tariffs. talking about so He is talking about tariffs uh, on yeah. those. But uh, also, but will that lower tax rate be enough when you're going to raise it someplace else? But the thing of it is wages. I mean, that's, that's you know. It's really the critical point, but really? I mean, and, and a dangerously critical point. Because we have the influx technology is giving us robots. We can bring our industries back, perhaps, from China and third world countries. But they're going to come back staffed by robots. We're not bringing the jobs back. What are we going to do to keep the the average American employed? And not just employed. I mean, we can always have them pull rickshaws or something. Uh, you know, we could. Do, there's, there's always something they can scrounge around in trash heaps, looking for scrounging for something they might be able to sell to pay for dinner. There's always room for employment in a sense, but where do you find employment where people can make a decent living? We have strange things happening in this world right now, and I don't know how anyone's going to resolve them and solve them. But it'll be a big challenge. We'll see uh, how do we keep people employed and doing what? You know, if the robots are doing increasing amounts of work and labor, what do you do that's meaningful for a job? You know, part of your business, part of the reason of having a job is not simply to put food or alcohol on the table. Part of the reason is it gives your life a kind of meaning. We take meaning and we we have a sense of self-esteem, self-worth out of our jobs. We are coming to a point where maybe whatever jobs we have, I'm not sure. Are they going to be able to provide a sense of meaningful self-worth? I mean, we don't all get our our value out of our work, but we get some of it. There's, I think there's some people, you know, I've known men in my life that, you know, they, they, they drive a certain amount of self-work. They're construction workers. They drive a sense of self-work out of digging ditches. 
You understand people always just a ditch dig. No, you good. You don't understand. A man who can really dig a ditch is something unusual and something worthy of respect. Most people don't understand what can be done with a shovel. And I've been around people and I've done it. There's people that are competent at their work and they can take pride in that. They only ditch there. Yeah, but he's he can look, he can dig that ditch and keep it online, keep it at the proper elevation and angle, all right. And do extraordinary. You can take pride in your work, and some people can take pride in construction work. But what if that? What if robots dig all our ditches and ultimately build our homes? What's left for people who are inclined to work physically? Is there anything left for them? What are they going to do? These are problems that are going to face our Congress and President and whoever into the future, and it's going to take more than jiggering the tax code to figure out what we're going to do to provide meaningful employment, especially in a world where we're flooding this country with immigrants, even illegal immigrants. They're coming here, what for? What are we going to have for employment for these people, Melody? Not much. And there is, you, you have seen the pride in workmanship drop. I mean, people just show up and, and do even those, even the contractors that you're talking about. Look at all the problems. Uh, there's so many people and they need to get so many jobs done so quickly. They've, they've lost in the transition um, to, to do more and more and more. They, they lost uh, the desire for a, you know, for the pride in workmanship and, and then wages go down, you're doing more and more. And, you know, it's, you know, you, there's countless reasons why this is all happening. And uh, uh, there's. Well, what is the solution? There's the problem. You know, it's not so hard to spot the reasons on this thing and why it's happening, but what do we have for a solution? Well, huh. we, do, we do have a caller. Maybe he knows. Should we go to and- him? Dave from Michigan? Dave from Michigan. I don't know. Let's see. Hello, Dave, do you, you have an answer? Hey, Dave. Questions? Hey, I'm back. How I you doing? I my hospital bill, but uh, at least I paid mine. The guy next to me was Muslim, and I know he doesn't have a bill. So, uh, anyway. He doesn't have uh, Obamacare? You know, <laughs> uh, he's got some special care, I think. Uh, he was playing the call next to me in bed, 666, of all numbers. He's been three in the morning playing really loud the call to prayer, and the nurses were afraid to say anything to him. So there you go. Um, anyway, I thought it was kind of funny myself. Uh, you know, Warren Buffett, he always brags is that his secretary pays more tax than he does, and he owes millions, and he still refuses to pay up, though. He just brags about it. Starting October 1st, a gift from Debbie Stabenow, and Carl Levin in Michigan. Carl's leaving, so he gave us this gift. He's tried since 1998 to have put a tax on Internet sales, you know, just another tax. And it's called the Fairness Act, and that's so brick-and-mortar stores oh, yeah. are even with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the Internet. So I, I was on the phone today ordering everything I need for my boat, my car, my house. Get it all now before it, uh, the 6% sales tax goes on, you know. And, of course, they still say they have no money in Michigan to fix the roads, but... That's that's uh, neither here nor there, but yeah, Carol's a gift to the working man. And um, then uh, you've got the immigrants that's been said that 90% of them are on welfare. They come here, no one sponsors them. used to be you had needed a sponsor 
to uh, say that you would take care of all expenses of this individual. And some of these people coming even from Saudi Arabia have three, four wives, and they put them all instantly on welfare. And we're paying for it. And uh, it's it's just making Social Security supposed to go broke by 2040, uh, 2030, wow. 2017, two years. Now. I mean, they're just breaking the bank with this. These people have paid nothing into it, and they're just taking from it. And I think it's just a deliberate act to... Uh, wind the clock down on that. And, of course, Mr. Obama, being alleged commander-in-chief, uh, should be brought up before a military tribune for uh, having uh, trading with uh, and making deals with the, the enemy uh, as far as uh, allowing an invasion of foreign people, which basically could be troops, and into this country. And uh, so I think, you know, you should be put on charges. And, of course, the military... The generals that are left, I don't think they have uh, the better parts of a man because they're not doing anything. And I really think he should be put on trial. But that's that's my opinion. Oh, and uh, he and his wife, now the Pope's here, he's talking about carbon. Mr. Obama and his wife both flew to a conference two weeks ago, and they used two separate planes. They can't even fly mm-hmm. together anymore. So there you go. And, of course, in that cavalcade there with the Pope. They had eight Suburbans, a heavy-duty truck, 32 motorcycles. Uh, you know, there's no carbon footprint there. No, I understand. And I, just, I just wonder electric, how ridiculous. Yeah, and then it, those, those cops aren't on motorcycles, they're on bicycles. Huh? And the, well, uh, the had, airplane, had, it's not a 747, it's a balloon. Yeah, kind of every every along. time the Air Force One, and they got a new one being built because he wore the other one out, they might call this golf club one, uh, is a uh, million dollars just to take off. And he was recently near my house and flew right over the house, and there's the helicopter, and then there's the C-17 with the Beast limousine in there. That thing gets about three miles to a gallon. And, you know, you got to walk the talk. At least the Pope, when they, they, when they um, actually ran the other Pope, out of the Vatican because he wasn't going to go along with this program, and they sent him to the summer Vatican. They had six limousines, Mercedes, take him to the helicopter pad. And then at the other Vatican, they had six more huge stretch six limousines take him there. But I actually think he's being held prisoner there. And they found a guy that they would do their, their, uh, do their bidding. And uh, so I have no... Uh, I have no use for this new pope. I don't think he's ever read the Bible. Are you Catholic? Yes, I have 12 years of parochial education, go to church every week, and uh, a few times I probably should have been dead, but I I recovered out of the hospital, and uh, that was my trip number 13 to a hospital. uh, My Widowmaker artery was 99% closed. Most people would have been dead, and I walked in there. I thank God for that. You well, know, one other thing, the power of prayer, Al, I've been praying that God send a message to these uh, Saudis and other people. And I guess, you know, lightning hitting a crane and a crane falling on a mosque, yeah, no. you got to yeah. call that an act of God. What about the stampede? Yeah. Well, that's just they stupidity. had a stampede they... just in the last week or <laughs> ten days, killed something like 700 people. Yeah, well, everybody's, everybody's in a big hurry to get down to that column to throw rocks, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, just whatever you want to believe. But don't force me to believe, you, you know, whatever you got going. You know, it's just, 
I thought that was hilarious. I that happens in India. That. I, I, I had some in-laws once upon a time who were Catholic, and they and I heard them refer to the nope back, oh, this is 20 years ago anyway, and I hadn't heard that term from anyone other than them, and that was when you referenced the nope, I thought, hmm, I bet you might be Catholic, and sure enough. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break for some commercials. And if you've had enough, Dave, we've got another yeah, call. Yeah, like I say, new day, nothing changes, just more taxes. Well, yep. we'll watch and see. They can impose okay. more taxes, but can they collect them? There's, there's the question. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate your All call. All right. Take care. We're going to take a break for some commercial announcements. And Melody and I will be back on financial survival in just a moment with our other caller, Jim from West Virginia. or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free 866-229-3663. That's 866 866- Two two nine three six six three. International callers dial seven zero four eight seven five eight zero one zero, or order online at the three w's dot thepowerherbs dot com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed purchased and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. I'm Alfred Adask here on Financial Survival with Melody Cedarstrom. Program is brought to you by Discount Gold and Silver. 1-800-375-4188 for all your gold and silver coin needs. And I just want to remind the listeners that we have the one-ounce gold buffalo, American buffalo coins, for $1,169. Great deal. About $25 savings. 
from the original price or retail price. So what a deal. Give us a call. Okay, we've got Jim from West Virginia holding on the line. Oh, Jim, how are you doing? Oh, I've been better. I'm sure I've been worse. Now, the two things about taxation, I want you to really think about this and don't jump ahead of me. Okay, as long as you have individual taxes, the taxing agency can come after individuals. Most people can't believe this would happen, but some bodies have been known to file bogus tax returns with the IRS. And the IRS, based on this, no, uh, no due process or anything, hands out garnishes and liens, and the state tax department says, ooh, 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 you owe us too. So they slap on some garnishes and some liens, and the effort you make to get the IRS to cough up these bogus tax returns ends up with nothing, even though you could prove that you didn't have this. Okay, that's number one. As long as you have individual taxes, you can come after you individually. Number two, there is no such thing as a business tax. Never has been, never will be. There's no such thing as a corporation tax. Never has been, never will be. You only have a business customer tax, a corporation customer tax. So if you want to hand overseas corporations a, uh, an advantage, tax American corporations. If you want less of a tax, it. if you don't want less of a tax, it, you'll get less of it. All right, so that's point number two. All right. Matter of fact, Caterpillar, just a bulldozer people, just a motor, whatever you call it, just about bailed out and went to Mexico back in the 80s until they got some tax breaks, okay? So that's point number two, corporate taxes. This is uh, it just corporation customer taxes. A sales tax would not tax savings. A sales tax would not tax savings, something we desperately need to encourage. A sales tax would work, but we don't need individual taxes. We don't need business taxes. A business tax only serves to, A, decrease availability and or, B, increase price of goods or services. C, suppress wages. Okay, so suppress wages. D, increase unemployment. E, drive the business out of the taxing jurisdiction or out of business. Now, that is a blueprint of what they have done in America. Every time they attack either agriculture or mining or manufacturing or trade, that's an attack on people because people always pay taxes. Okay, does that make perfectly good sense? So I'm having a hard time buying this flat tax going after individuals, and I have a hard time. I mean, a sales tax makes more sense. I have a hard time with any kind of a business tax because that just simply destroys business. Does that make sense? Well, it may make sense. I mean, does it make sense to get rid of the government? In many regards, yeah. How about we cut the government by half? Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it makes sense. But if we're going to have a government, we're going to wind up having taxes. I mean, the there are some problem. things that are going to happen in this world, whether you like them or not, they're still going to happen. And therefore, you try to do what you can to deal with them. But Well, the biggest problem with taxation is the ignorance on the part of the people. They don't understand that when you buy an American car, let's say you pay $30,000 for an American car, about 20000 of that has to go back through the whole system, all the way back to where they dug the ore out of the ground, to pay all the taxes on the people, places, and things. People think, oh, I don't pay very many taxes. And no, the total tax take always lands in the price of the final product. Okay, economy means the household of money from Greek. Ecology means the household of logic or knowledge. 
toxins in the ecology. Taxes in the economy are just like toxins in the ecology. They accumulate in the final product, the final price of whatever it is that one is being was being purchased. So the biggest problems a too much government. The reason why we have too much government is b the American people don't realize how much it costs them. When you understand that about two thirds about everything you buy, two thirds of that price has to go for taxes, that means that government costs more than food, clothing, shelter, transportation, insurance, utilities, you name it, com- ed- entertainment, education combined. Now, the American people are now barely does that. Only, are you suggesting we should only have taxes on the final product? For example, with the automobile, you say the tax, two-thirds of the cost of the automobile is taxes that have been imposed every step of the way, all the way back to where they pulled the iron ore out of the ground. Now, if that's true, do we get rid of most of these taxes, or do we impose the taxes only on the final product, but not on digging the iron ore or any of the intermediate steps before we get to a product? I don't think that's what you're suggesting, but I'm curious what you think about it. Bingo! Because that way people know how much they paid. Uh, I think that's an important point right there. Get rid of the hidden taxes, and people can make an intelligent decision as to whether or not the government is too big, too small, or just right. As long as the the taxes are hidden, we don't realize how big and oppressive the government is. Get rid of the hidden taxes. I think that makes a good. I think that's a good point. Yeah, people don't realize that when they go to a grocery store, they're paying the taxes of everybody who works in that grocery store. Ultimately, because where does their paycheck come from? From the groceries that you buy. I mean, this is so stupid and simple. I could just scream why people don't get this. Now, my parents learned that before they got out of first grade, out of grade school. Okay, I thank you for what you're doing. God bless you. Take care. Okay. All right, right, Jim. Jim. Thank you. All right, Melody. Should we have taxes only on final products? I mean, it's it would be it's a challenging idea because. Do we let farmers, for example, grow corn without paying a tax on the corn? Would they be exempt from taxes because the corn is going... The only people have to pay is, the, is ultimately the consumer on the corn. Whoever's in the last step before people eat the corn, they have to pay taxes. No one else does. Who's involved in growing the corn, shipping the corn? It'd be a difficult thing to implement. Well, at least it's it's hard. The idea is hard to kind of get used to. You know, you sit there and you think, wait a second, does this sound even possible? I mean, what would the sales tax have to be on a product that you purchase? Depends on how big a government uh-huh. you want. How big a government do you want? If you want a little government, you get by with 5%. If you want a massive government, tack- you need 40%. Then you're tacking on already the state taxes. I mean, look at our gasoline I mean, you have all kinds of taxes that are in there, and yeah, but you know, what do you actually pay for? What do you actually pay for a gallon of gas? That's all people know. Two, that's all people two, care. You pay two fifty, but you know, a buck of it only goes for the gasoline. Everything else is, you know, city, state, federal tax. Well, you how know much what they should have on that road? machine. I mean, and how much does it really go to? You know, supposedly the the roads and where it's supposed to go. I mean, that's the, I mean, there's so much corruption. How could you maintain where all this money is funneled out to? Well, speaking of the gasoline, it's a good example of how we are deceived. 
We just see the price of gasoline, $2.50 a gallon, and that's what we pay and that's what we know. But what if we looked, what if the meter on the gas pump down at the gas station, what if it not only revealed, here's the price of gasoline, (laughs) a buck, and (laughs) we've got another wheel that tells us how much you're paying in taxes. And people would be educated. Oh really? So people see, educated? Uh, well, I understand. I mean, it's look a at dream. the look, look it's at the dream. Uh, call me a dreamer. Call me a wild-eyed dreamer, Melody. But, but at least they'd have a chance to understand. Oh my God, how much money are we really paying? Who is really? Who are you paying for the gasoline? How many? If over half of it is taxes. Who's really selling you the gasoline? Uh, OPEC or the government? How many people read labels on their food? How many, you know, and is, is the, the food companies, uh, uh, you know, Monsanto and all those are all against labeling where your food comes from. I understand. Well, they just get around. Well, they try, but I mean, and they, they do. try, but we, have, we can either surrender or we can try. You have, to remember, you have to understand we live in an adversarial world. And if you have money, there are people who want to take it. It's that simple. And if you want to keep whatever it is you've got, you have to become an adversary also. You have to recognize who your enemies are, and you have to work against them. Or you can just surrender and say, oh, you can take whatever I've got. I don't care. I don't want to fight. Let's sing Kumbaya. Truth is, you've got to fight these people, right? Because they're willing. I guarantee they're willing to rob you. And who's going to defend you? John Boehner, the Republicans, the Democrats, the president, the courts? You know, you've got to find ways of leaning on these people and spreading word over the Internet, for example, where in some instances, people, ideas go viral. People say, oh, my gosh, that's right. Next thing you know, a particular corporation isn't selling any product because they made some sort of a mistake. They have offended the buyers. They've offended their, their audience. And enough people back off where... You know, corporations get the message and say, all right, we can't rob them the way we have in the la- in the past. Less robbery, put out the memo to People... all the vice presidents and the help. We can't rob them the way we've been robbing, robbing them. Let's do a little less robbery. People really do have a lot of control over corporations and the, and the, the purchasing of the items and so forth. And um, I know if I have, and I've had people tell me if they had a problem they don't write to the local business they don't write they write it right to the top of the ceo and that problem is fixed right away i worked for insurance we had we paid claims good they were called good faith claims you know well you know this is a little gray but hey we got you know we got to present and keep our image that we pay claims so these corporations do care to some degree about their image because that you know hey you know they need your money, and not only that, the stock, the shareholders need your money too, and uh, you know that's what it's all about. But I think these corporations are almost too big anymore to. Many of them are uh, too big to, to fail. Too, yeah, too big to fail. Yeah, too big to fail. Too big to jail. You know, maybe just the right size to fine. However, and therefore they collect money they rob they steal money from ordinary americans and then the government steals the money from the corporations we have a hierarchy of thieves government wants its cut doesn't want the corporations really to stop robbing people just wants to make sure that the government gets its cut 
I had I had someone this weekend that was reading a book, and he said to me, he said, did you know that income tax was illegal? <laughs> and, you know, and it was the, the, the acknowledgement that, you know, he learned something that he thought all these years. I mean, the, the you know, he's friend of the family, you know, 70-some years old. And he's like, wow. I mean, yeah. it was interesting to see the, you know, but. Lights. Yeah, that's that light bulb going on that really happens. You do see the light yeah. go on, you know, and it's interesting. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But uh, so it, it does work, and it's all about education, and that's what these mm. programs are all about, is educating and, uh, you know, to help you understand, you know, where we're headed. The, the day of reckoning is coming, folks. We don't know when it is. I mean, we're more right than anyone out there when we talk about things that are going to happen. We just don't know when, and no one else does either. Our predictions, our guidelines, our, our time frames have been more spot on than anyone else's. And, uh, you know, and that's so important. It's, it's you have to make a decision. You have to learn what's going on. And you have to uh, do what's necessary for your family. And it's difficult when you're going against the stream. You know, because here again, here's a person that woke up about something of uh, the taxes and, uh, you know, the next thing is he'll wake up to other things, too, because now yeah, he'll, start question- he'll start questioning things now. Yeah. Once you do begin to see mm-hmm. the truth, you know, I've used the analogy for years. I went through a divorce in 1983, and up until then I was fat, dumb, and happy, and I thought the government was great or more or less. I wasn't concerned about it. I suffered a great injustice, and when I did, it was as if someone had smacked me right between the eyes with a two-by-four. And as a result of that injustice, all of a sudden I became able to see in color. Or previously the world had just been shades of gray. But once you, get, once you see the injustice for yourself one time, it turns on your eyes, you say, oh my God, and now you can see the bright red color of injustice in scores of places where previously you'd walk right on by, you just saw shades of gray. But now you say, oh, oh, that's unjust, that's unjust, that's unjust. It's, it's something extraordinary when you, when you get your lights turned on and you begin to see for the first time in your life. Um, <clears throat> it's something that you can't teach. You can't exactly make happen in other people. It's, it's not just about going to school, but it's something about you go through certain problems in life and all of a sudden it's like the man... Melody's talking about. He had the light turned on. All right, all of a sudden he could see. At, at an advanced age, but better late than never. And it's quite extraordinary when it happens. It'll change your life if it does happen. Change your life as it's changed mine. You know, I wouldn't be doing this sort of work. I wouldn't be anywhere close to this if it weren't for the fact that I suffered a great injustice. What thirty-two years ago. Puts you off in a different trail. We're out of time, folks. I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back tomorrow with Wendy Wilson from Apothecary Herbs. And in the meantime, hope you'll tune in again tomorrow. At the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, and Frank the producer. Bye-bye. Seems to be a single penny left for me. Left you back.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T dot com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified Vitamin E Complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. The U.S. dollar is fluctuating. Gasoline reserves are low and the price is rising. World events are at best uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call 1-800-289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Fighting soldiers from the sky Fearless men who jump and die Men who mean just what they say The brave men of the Green Beret Hello everybody, here we are 
Tuesday, closing out uh, September, already into fall, but Al Gore uh, is right. Nobody can find him to give him another award. Uh, Tipper been looking for him, wants to divorce him. But the fact is, it's hot. It set a all-time record in Los Angeles yesterday, 113 degrees in ocean humidity. A lot of people got the bottom of their feet fake. You wouldn't dare uh, go to sleep outdoors uh, with the sun shining on you. And in lost wages, 103. That's what it's going to be again. I uh, I got my Harley Davidson in the hangar. It's been charged for about the last four months on a little two amp charger, and I keep waiting for these uh, pleasant fall days. We'll get about a window of two weeks uh, where everything is just perfect, and then all of a sudden Jack Frost uh, shows up. Now, interesting uh, thing I had mentioned to you yesterday about uh, this delightful young lady from the great state of Delaware who is uh, the uh, first daughter of the Tea Party, and uh, they have won the GOP nomination, uh, and she will uh, end up being voted on uh, this coming uh, November, and prayerfully she will win because we need to change them all. Just the fact that you are a senator or a member of the House of Representatives, unless your name is Ron Paul, is a good reason to just change them. Then we can hold people responsible, and if they don't act right, then it'll just be two years of holding your breath, and we can get rid of uh, the president and everybody else. Rahm Emanuel, he's hitting the road. Uh, he is the president's uh, longtime chief of staff. And uh, Pete Rouse, I talked to you yesterday about him. Pete Rouse is uh, nicknamed the 101st senator. He has a lot of power. He is uh, the assistant behind Rahm Emanuel, and so it's no big deal. Uh, Rahm Emanuel can uh, jump ship and start swimming for Chicago, and Pete Rouse will just pick it up. But uh, you kind of need to know you can't blame stuff on Rahm Emanuel anymore, even though there's plenty to blame on him already. It's interesting because the president uh, went before the media today and uh, said that he is a Christian, and he says, I am upset that uh, most of America believes that I am a Muslim. Well, now, here is something that you should consider. God has his ministers. Those are the preachers, the men and women of the cloth, who uh, believe in God's word. They study, they preach God's word. Uh, there's no 
um, interpretation because it's politically correct or it's feel-good or because you've got a mega a million population that follows you, and if you don't say what they want to hear, then you don't make like Jimmy Schwagert did $246 million a year as a televangelist. And so uh, you have ministers of Satan. Now, these are mentioned uh, several times because you always find uh in two or three witnesses, the truths of the Bible. And so you have uh, the Messiah, Yeshua, uh, saying that there will come a time when there will be uh, these uh, pastors of Satan that will be on his left, and uh, they are about uh, to be thrown into a, a punishment a lake of fire, if you will. And they holler out, but uh, Yeshua, Messiah, did we not uh, preach in your name? Uh, did we not heal in your name? Did we not do miracles in your name? And Christ says, I never knew you. Blip, they are off the scope. And we go through the prophets, and you see in the Old Testament where we have these same kinds of people. And you even see, there's a, a pretty good example, <laughs> when uh, Christ is arisen, and he's on earth for 40 days, then he uh, goes to be with the Father and set on his right side, and the Holy Spirit uh, comes uh, during uh, that uh, Feast of Weeks. And it's pretty interesting because Peter and other apostles, uh, they all end up being martyred except the beloved Apostle John. Now, John writes a gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John writes uh, epistles that you find uh, toward the end of the New Testament, and he is the author of Revelation. Now, they tried to martyr John. They tried to boil him in oil. But uh, when God's will is with you, who can be against you? So they end up uh, just exiling him to the island of Patmos off of Greece, and here's where he writes his epistles, and here's where he writes uh, Revelation. Here's where God's uh, Spirit uh, attends to him, ministers to him, and gives him the Revelation, which is uh, basically and similar to uh, what had happened uh, to Daniel. Only Daniel, you know, was told to close the book and go no further. Well, John was given more of a, an open book. Uh, we can have an open book test. Wouldn't you much rather take an open book test today than uh, you'll have to uh, know the answers and not have any references? And by the way, before I forget it, because uh, this is something that will get away from uh, my uh, sometimes furtive uh, memory, 
there is a test that has been taken of 3,400 people in America that were uh, so-called arbitrarily chosen. Now, these 3,400 people uh, were arbitrary, but they were in specific groups, atheists, agnostics. Then they had Jews, Mormons, Catholics. They had uh, charismatic uh, Christians. And then they had the sort of uh, you know, rainbow uh, Christian uh, that embraces uh, everything that feels good and makes up many of the megachurches. And they gave them 32 biblical questions. And only half <laughs> of the people taking the test were able uh, to to pass, and it, it the test actually uh, was made so that it tested your knowledge of Christianity, since there's more Christians than anything else. But it also included uh, Islam, you know, and the people that they uh, selected, and Hindus, and this kind of thing. So they were testing in the 32 questions. Christianity, how much did you know about Christianity? And then they were uh, questioning, uh, how much do you know about world religions? Other, you know, the Hindus uh, and uh, Islam, uh, religions that uh, flourish, uh, orthodox, uh, overseas more so than uh, here in the United States. And again, it was, you could expect it. It's kind of like uh, jaywalking with Jay Leno. They ask how many stars on the flag, and people will say, ooh, 25. Uh, they'll ask, uh, you know, what uh, water uh, is on America's east and west, and people don't know. These are all usually uh, in graduate programs out there in, in Hollywood in Southern California where Jay Leno has got his hindquarters. Interestingly enough, the people who did the best on both tests, that is, Christianity and world religions, were the atheists. Now, don't get excited at me. I didn't make up this test. I didn't administer the test. I'm just telling you what the results are in accordance to the people uh, who gave the test. Now, when it came to knowledge of Christianity, the atheists scored highest. Secondly came uh, the agnostics. These are people who neither believe nor disbelieve uh, in, like, Almighty God or Yeshua Messiah. Jesus the Christ, this kind of thing. The third group that scored uh, highest uh, and uh, were the Jews. And fourth 
uh, were the Mormons. The worst were the Catholics. <laughs> I just mentioned to you, and I gave the example of uh, of this wonderful old retired priest who comes out here uh, to Sandy Valley that uh, I love. I think he he is a saint. I believe. I don't know whether the Pope uh, will ever uh, find him so. Uh, they say that part of uh, the uh, proof of, of a person being a saint uh, is in corruption, that once you die, your body uh, is not given up uh, to corruption and uh, worms, etc., and end up uh, being dust. And it is, I think, ironic that Vicki Weaver who I don't know because she was cremated by the FBI. Vicki Weaver's body, I picked her up and carried her out of the little cabin eight days after she was shot by West Point graduate and FBI HRT, hostage rescue team, sniper Lon Horiuchi, put a 7.62 bullet from 160 yards away uh, through her head and destroyed her juggler vein, and she bled almost immediately to death, holding little Elisheba. The bullet missed Elisheba by just a hair's breadth. I mean, it was just God's will that kept Elisheba from being killed also. Now, after eight days, I expected, this is August, little cabin, all the windows are covered with blankets to keep the prying eyes of the FBI and every other alphabet soup agency uh, within the government, some of them outside the government, uh, from seeing in. The doors were covered with blankets. August, no air. I knew that that uh, house, because I've seen uh, people, too many people, after just two or three days, the body, uh, the gases within the body, uh, bloat the body, it begins to putrefy, and it is an unmistakable, extremely uh, difficult, see, when when uh, they take you to uh the undertaker, he takes all the blood and stuff like that out and the precious bodily fluids, and he replaces it with formaldehyde. Now, this uh, stops, to some extent, uh, the deterioration, the putrefaction of the body. But in Vicki Weaver's case, she just lay uh, as she was uh, pulled back by the children because they had to get the Lilishaba out of her, the grip of her left arm, uh, where uh, Vicky was holding the little 10-month-old uh, toddler. She was 10 months, but she was running around that cabin uh, in her left uh, arm when she was killed. And so uh, nobody had uh, moved her. When I went in there, there was not a single hint 
that there was a dead body there. When I examined Vicki Weaver, her skin was supple. There was no swelling. Uh, usually you have a discoloration. Uh, blood will pool, for example. It was as if she were just asleep. Now, when I picked her up, I could sense uh, that there was uh, body fluids moving in her chest cavity. But uh, there was no rigor mortis. Her arms, her body was loose and limp, exactly as if she was a sleeping beauty. She didn't weigh a lot. Uh, she was in uh, the clothes that she made herself. Uh, she had on a pair of high uh, riding boots and a sort of a felt uh, or a rough uh, dark skirt and a blouse and a shawl. And when I picked her up, the little girls were wailing, oh, oh, don't let our mother's body touch the ground. I didn't understand that, but I was amazed that I could look at Vicki Weaver and except for the bullet hole, which entered at about her jaw ear line on the right side, and exited underneath the jaw, uh, tearing the uh, the major artery there on her left side. Her face was at peace. And I was amazed. Well, some Catholics, and uh, let me finish uh, mentioning what happened. I carried her out and down the stairs and uh, down to where the FBI had their big trash pit. Uh, they didn't ever gather any trash. They didn't burn uh, any of their trash. They were eating off of paper plates and, and plastic spoons and all this kind of stuff. It was awful. I've never seen uh, the worst Army unit uh, that encamped, because they were encamped there uh, for almost two weeks, and it was just a huge trash pit so I laid Vicki Weaver's body down on the other side of the road away from the trash pit and immediately about 400 men all of the HRT all of the uniform camouflage snipers everybody that was up there came pounding it sounded like a herd of cattle buffalo they came running uh, from all directions to see Vicki Weaver. I was ashamed. As a matter of fact, I looked around. I saw Dick Rogers, who was the HRT commander, and uh, he looked at me, and I said, let me ask you a question. Is anybody on security? And then it's like he came to. He looked around. All of his men had deserted their posts. They all had run up there, uh, I thought, in disrespect, so they could eyeball Vicki Weaver's dead body. But that body was dead only 
as much as her soul had gone to God because the putrefaction of that body had not taken place to any degree that I could could see. And so the FBI uh, took her body and uh, they immediately had it cremated. One, it covered up evidence that she was shot and killed by Lon Horiuchi, which came out anyway uh, in the in the trial. And uh, it made uh, the Weavers angry. Randy, of course, their belief, they did not believe in cremation. So they would have had, and they also uh, cremated the little boy, Sammy. And that did away, you know, with the evidence that Sammy, the only reason I know where the bullets ripped into little Sammy's body from the back as he was running home is because one of my people was assigned to that detail in the Spokane, Washington hospital where Sammy was taken. Uh, It's also uh, where they took uh, the young man uh, who lived. He had been shot uh, in the uh, the left chest, a uh, penetrating wound that would have killed him. He would have died the next 24 hours. And so my point is, is that uh, some Catholics sent me a book called The Incorruptibles that said this is one of the first things that uh, uh, you can test to see if a candidate for sainthood is uh, should be sainted. Is their body incorruptible? Well, Vicki Weaver wasn't a Catholic, but so I guess there's no pope. Now, there are no cardinals to rule over her. But Wiki, Vicki Weaver's body was incorruptible until destroyed by the FBI, along with her son. But they live today. They live in the bosom of their religion with Yahweh, our Father, and Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus the Christ. And that I know for certain. And I wanted to share that with you because I don't know if Father Don Casey uh, will uh, have an incorruptible body or not. But as far as I'm concerned, Father Don Casey uh, is a saint, and he comes out to Sandy Valley. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a priest out here uh, 50 miles away from lost wages. And he tells the truth like no other priest I've ever known. And one of the things that Don Casey has said is he's told the congregation, I've been right there, he did it, and said, you Catholics don't read the Bible. You need to read the Bible. Well, the Mormons, see, one year they'll study uh, the Book of Mormon and the other texts that they uh, hold as sacred, uh, which... It includes uh, a couple other uh, things. And then the next year, they will study the Bible. And so uh, Mormons do end up reading 
the Book of Mormon. They end up reading the New Testament and the Old Testament. Takes them two years, I guess, to get through that. And they turned out on this test uh, to score fourth behind the atheists, the agnostic, the Jews, then the Mormons, knowing about Christianity and knowing about world religions. Well, I'm going to, uh, in the second half of the program, we've got to take a pause. I can see the time uh, taken away here as we uh, do uh, think about people like Vicki Weaver. And what, what is the possibility? What could have happened? If you, think you, if you don't think this was an act of God's righteousness, if you think this was natural science at work, then email me, will you, so that uh, I won't go on believing that something miraculous occurred uh, at the death of uh, Vicki Weaver. My email is uh, B-O-G-R-I-T-Z, Bogrites, at msn.com. Bogrites at msn.com. Stay with American Voice Radio. I will be right back with you. Hey, times are tough, so American Voice Radio Network is cutting the price to $17.95. That's right, $17.95 plus mailing. You can protect yourself, family, and friends from cell phone danger to your inner ear. $17.95 at TheAmericanVoice.com. That's the superstore at TheAmericanVoice.com. $17.95 plus mailing. Order now. makes deep sea salt from France so different. Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. 
The U.S. dollar is fluctuating, gasoline reserves are low, and the price is rising. World events are, at best, uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call 1-800-289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hey guys, it's a Tuesday. American Voice Radio is bringing you Freedom Call. I'm your host. My name is Bo Wright. And by the way, I'm told that I uh, mentioned that uh, Sarah Palin uh, was uh, blondish. And uh, to me, it seemed like I uh, remembered uh, and, you know, being a little, uh, a little fair fair-haired, but uh, apparently not. Now, not knowing anything about her biblically, nobody really knows the truth uh, when it comes to uh, what women do uh, or the color of their hair, this kind of thing. I was using Sarah Palin in reference uh, to this uh, young person Almost, I guess you, I could call her uh, and be accurate, a young lady, almost like out of high school or college that uh, has won the GOP nomination in Delaware, but has uh, been lured uh, into the abyss uh, by uh, the sleazy Democratic and, uh, and press efforts uh, she's admitted uh, worshiping Satan. I mean, just things that uh, are dumb that, uh, you know, she'd be better. And she said she wasn't going to have any more national uh, news announcements. 
And I'll be darned if you know the next day uh, out out she pops, you know, with uh, with something else that is is just as dumb. And so I still hope that uh, she's a part of the Tea Party, and the Tea Party is uh, going around now uh, trying to get rid of uh, of the Speaker of the House which I think we should do. And the GOP, uh, their buses, uh, they are, uh, they'll be here in lost wages uh, mid-October, and then they'll show up in Washington District of Criminals on the 1st of November, and then a couple of days later we have the election. Everybody is forecasting a major win uh, for the Republican Party could be uh, the Republicans could uh, end up with uh, um, a few more than 50 seats. I don't. Uh, I don't know if they're going to make it. A lot of these incumbents have tons of money and all kinds of special interests support. For example, Harry Reid. Uh, I don't think there's any way he's kind of like Scrooge McDuck to uh, count the money that Reed has in his war chest uh, for uh, re-election. And uh, he has the labor unions on his side. And these are cases where uh, labor bosses uh, give orders out. Uh, you will uh, vote for Harry Reed, And uh, for some reason or other, and I haven't figured it out yet, uh, so I don't pay much attention uh, to these uh, uh, people who give out endorsements. The NRA seems to think that Harry Reid is all right, too. The fact is that he is a puppet, if you can imagine, of a puppy. I'm not talking about Bo, you know, the, the White House dog. Even though the White House dog... Uh, did get his own airplane when uh, Obama's took last vacation. Of course, uh, the president was in U.S. Uh, Air Force One, but he didn't want uh, the media to be able to observe and judge him and his conduct with Bo, uh, the puppy, or uh, he didn't want to appear that he had uh, people uh, making uh, over $250,000 a year uh, taking care of both uh, food and water and toiletry and stuff like this. So Obama sent Bo on another jet that uh, the Air Force is estimating was only uh, like $120,000 uh, to transport uh, the first dog. And I don't know why they named him Bo. B.O. I mean, couldn't they have named him uh, Beauregard, or couldn't they have named him Bo, B-E-K-U, uh, the French style or something? I I, it, I don't think it's because of me. Uh, but I don't think they kicked the dog around enough you know, to be uh, because of me. Let's get back to, uh, we were talking about uh, the fact that apparently, according to the, the pollster, Atheists and agnostics know more about uh, religion, the Christian religion and world religions, 
uh, than the Christians do, and that the Jews know more about uh, uh, Christian and the world religions than the Christians. And of all the Christian sects, the sect, that's S-E-C-T, not S-E-X, even though it's kind of hard to keep them apart, and I'll explain uh, that point in just a moment. Uh, they, uh, The Mormons scored higher than any of the Christian groups about Christianity and world religion. So uh, there you go. Is there a clue there? Well, is there a lesson there? Friends, sometime uh, we, uh, and I mentioned yesterday I was going to talk a little bit about uh, time. And uh, this girl uh, from the great state of Delaware uh, put her foot uh, in her mouth a second time just here couple days ago, when, after saying no more uh, national press conferences, she said she did not believe in evolution, only in creationism. Well, you shoot yourself in the foot there, because when you look at uh, scientific evidence of age, there is some old stuff on this earth, and uh, they say, meaning scientists and other knowledgeable people, that they have ways uh, through petrified pieces of uh, weeds and insects and animals and bones they've recovered, etc., and at all, that they can show uh, how uh, the Earth is actually billions of years old. And I had mentioned about uh, my two sweet nieces that as the children had asked uh, my brother Mike, uh, having changed in Phoenix, Arizona from Sikh school, uh, the Sikhs are kind of a brand of Hindus, uh, a teaching evolution to going to school in Austin, Texas, uh, to a Baptist school where they taught nothing but creationism. And my brother wisely dodged their question by saying, why don't you ask Uncle Bo? So they did. They called me up, and then I had the Texas uh, Creationism Museum director on the radio and let him explain his side of it. And I was going to basically say that's that. Now you heard from a doctor, uh, an expert, and, of course, uh, it, the museum supports 6,000 years. And they have uh, reasons about uh, how energy, uh, vibration, and this kind of stuff uh, all has changed energy levels and harmonics uh, to where uh, you know these things have superaged. Well, I don't believe it. And uh, what I can see is that time is relative. Let's look at Einstein 
I don't know if Einstein was an agnostic, an atheist. I know he was a Jewish born, but that doesn't mean what the man actually, what was in his heart and mind. But one thing that Einstein did demonstrate to us was relativity. He said that time is relative. All you got to do to demonstrate that is put your finger on a hot stove and see how long a second can be as compared to how short a second is, uh, of course, uh, in other times. And so when you look at time and then you look at the way that uh, words are used, uh, words often are used just to be representative of an age, of the Ice Age. There was a time uh, when a day when the whole world was ice, this kind of stuff. An era, a generation. Uh, there can be a solar day. That usually is like 24 hours, something like that, 12 hours. Uh, there is a judgment day. And you can say that, can't you? The Lord's day. So we have all of these different definitions. And then in the Bible, it talks about the relativity of time uh, inasmuch as we are told that uh, one day to God is a thousand years to us. Well, still, uh, how do, do we understand it? The Bible, uh, for example, I'm talking Old Testament now. The Old Testament was not written for the world. The Old Testament wasn't written for Constantine. Uh, the Old Testament was written as a chronology and a record for the Jews. Now, the Jews actually are properly called Israel because when you talk about Jews, you're looking at a day when there was only one tribe left. And uh, this time, you go back to, to Solomon, <laughs> And you, it, it, Solomon's time, uh, you know, we have all of these tribes. That was like 975 B.C. So that's like 3,000 years ago. This guy, Jeroboam, and you can read about it in uh, 1 Kings chapter 12. Go to 1 Kings chapter 12 and... Uh, uh, bingo. Uh, there, uh, there you are with Jeroboam. He changes God's feast day uh, like we're in now. This is the Feast of Tabernacles. The last great day is the 30th, and that represents the great judgment. The first day of the Feast of Tabernacles was the 23rd, and that represents God's promise to come and be with us and tabernacle with us, an in-gathering, uh, 
after Christ has claimed the earth, the day of the atonement has been, then we have the Feast of Tabernacles and the final judgment. And so Jeroboam changed the feast days, and so this is back right after, not long after Solomon is dead. Rehoboam is the guy who has the scepter. He's down in Jerusalem, and so that is the tribe of Judah. Well, when the ten northern tribes were uh, obliterated by God back there almost a thousand years, well, 3,000 years ago now, uh, we had one tribe uh, plus a little bit of Benjamin. That was So we started calling them Jews. That meant Judah. All right, so if we're talking about the Bible, it goes all the way back uh, to 4,000 uh, B.C. And, uh, of course, with uh, Adam and Eve, uh, in Genesis uh, chapters uh, 2 and uh, 3 and on. And when we look at that, we think, now, what was all of this? Because you have Genesis, Exodus. Wow, here's where you come out with Moses uh, from 400 years of captivity uh, with the Pharaoh in Egypt. 400 years, and Leviticus, and uh, Deuteronomy. This to the Jews is called the first five books of the Bible. But then it, you, it goes on because, you know, they had judges that uh, Israel up uh, with Jews, did he? I, I mean, I just with Judah, that was where the scepter was, but no king is what I'm saying. Uh, and they had some very, very colorful judges. Gideon was a judge. Samson uh, and Delilah was a judge. And so then they everybody wanted kings, so they the. Old Testament gives us uh, Kings 1, where we learn about Jeroboam and this kind of thing. Uh, Second Kings, this is a period of uh, uh, Elijah and Elisha in First Second Kings. And uh, you know, then it goes on. We've got these great books of Isaiah, Jeremiah. You've got Psalms and Proverbs and just goes, uh, I mean, on and on. Well, the Old Testament was written, and if you'll see in the New Testament, Christ, the woman there who is asking Christ for a blessing, and he says, I am here for only uh, the Jews, for only Judah, for only Israel. Well, they only had one tribe left then. And she said, but he even the dogs are fed from scraps of the table. And so Christ saw in her great faith, and so then he stepped beyond the line. But when you think that the Bible was written, recorded, kept, the oracles were kept, meaning the feast days. See, after the 
all of the apostles are martyred. And John is finally, we don't know what happens to him, but uh, we assume that somewhere along the line he, he is taken to heaven. I mean, it could be because Jesus made that comment to Peter. He could see that Peter was jealous. And so he said, what should it matter to you if I were to say that this apostle, meaning John, were to linger until I come again? Wow. Which meant that John be alive today, waiting on Christ. We don't know. All things are possible with God. That is what I do know. And so when you look at uh, evolutionism, and I uh, left you yesterday with the fact that Cain kills Abel, and uh, there's other people out there. Well, where did these people come from? And others struggle with, well, these are sisters or something. Uh Uh-uh. There is a whole different group, species of human beings in the land of Nod, that Cain uh, knew his wife. Uh, They gave birth to all of these sons. Uh, The first one was uh, Enoch, and Enoch builds uh, this great city. And this is like uh, Rome and Greece. You see, Cain is Satan's seed. And so uh, Satan was seduces Eve and was the most subtle beast. Notice that beast in the Bible can be just anything. It doesn't mean a four-legged critter. And when you look at serpents, Satan that seduced Eve was probably the most handsome, radiant individual. Remember, Satan can become as an angel of light. He seduces Eve. And Cain uh, is the product which is Satan's seed. And then you look and see these great cities. Remember Nimrod uh, and the, the, these great wonderful cities. What happened uh, to Babel? God confuses, remember, because they were building this super city. Well, everything that has the devil's mark is something beautiful. It's something material. God's beauty is to be found in what our physical eye does not see, but what we feel in our soul. And uh, don't think that dogs don't have souls. I can cover that with you and will if you think it's necessary. Communicate me with by email, will you? So the point is that we do have this evolution, but we do have man in God's image. And when Cain goes off, he's not going off and, and uh, marrying one of his sisters from Adam and Eve, he is marrying the wanderers. These were the vagabonds. These were like uh, Bedouins at one time, if you will, an evolvement. I mean, 
if you look at Ishmael, who is the first son of Abraham and Hagar, the Sarah's uh, handmaiden from uh, Egypt, God tells Abraham, God tells Hagar, your son Ishmael will be the father of a great nation, so numerous the sands of the sea can't count them. He will be a wild man in the face of every other. Now, why will there never be peace in the Middle East? Because God says so in the first book of the Bible. Who's the Bible written for? Israel. That is why the times, the dates, this evolution, the, the age, the day of Adam and Eve can certainly be seen. Yes, let's say that Adam and Eve comes along 6,000 years ago. Okay? But we have an earth. And do you know if you, and I'm going to let you do this for yourself, but I would suggest you try Isaiah. He's a great prophet. Satan, Lucifer, who he used to be, was in the garden of Eden before Adam and Eve. Very interesting if you'll read this Bible. Oh, my goodness. And then somebody might come around and test you. And I'd love to see. I don't know why the atheists and the agnostics, maybe because they study harder to prove there is no God that they know all about, and probably they justify not believing because of these ministers of Satan, which they they are but aren't. And so it, I understand why the Mormons uh, score high, because I know that it's in force that they study the Bible. A lot of uh, Christian churches, they only, uh, with what the preacher, oh, we're gonna, today we're going to start out with Genesis chapter 1, and it's going to go all the way through to the last word in Revelation. They don't do that because there's a lot of stuff to tell you the truth. They don't want you to know. The Songs of Solomon is a very interesting book, and it's not pornography. It comes from probably the world's wisest ruler. Remember, that's what he asked for. That's what God gave him. And Solomon is supposedly to have written Ecclesiastes. For everything, there is a season. There is a day. There is a time. There's a time for evolution. There is a time for creation. And Solomon writes these beautiful uh, love sonnets. My gosh, you want to write something romantic uh, to your loved one? Go to the Songs of Solomon. All right, you stay with American Voice Radio, and I'll be back with you tomorrow. There's all kinds of stuff that I just never have time to cover with you, but I'll get caught up. That's a promise. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today. But only three when the green beret train to
countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Job stress, financial obligations, or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w.thepowerherbs.com. have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Good afternoon. 
This is the Condition Critical Show. I am your host, Jay Shanahan. And you are listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. It is Tuesday, September 29th, 2015. It's a little bit after 3 p.m. out here uh, on the Pacific Time Coast. If you are listening live, go to theamericanvoiceradio.com and you can go to the chat room. There's some people in there right now. Again, I, I will do my best to keep up in there as best I can. Secondly, I every week I like to encourage all to donate to this fine network. And what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to post the link right there. Just post the link for the donut. Uh, donut. I always say donut. I don't know why I say that. Is that a, some kind of a Freudian slip? I don't even eat donuts that often. But anyway, that's the link to donate to the network. Thirdly, uh, go visit my blog uh, because... Every week, pretty much, what I like to do, and I will in the second half, maybe, probably, is talk about uh, at least one of the, uh, the articles, one of the, well, two articles that I posted since we last spoke uh, last week. So let me go ahead and, and see if I can do this. There's that link. And hold on. There is the link to my blog. Okay. We shouldn't have internet problems this week either because I I have I fixed that. I won't get into the details. It's, I mean, no big deal. I just had a new line installed or whatever, but so that should be good. Uh, I will, I'm working on, I don't know if next week, if, if, if it'll get here in time, but certainly within the next two weeks, I'll have a better mic. And so the sound should vastly improve. But hopefully the connection, and I'm pretty confident that we're going to be okay this week on the connection issue. Uh, as those of you that listen know, the last two weeks I've had some pretty severe Internet problems and had the calls drop, and that's not good. It's kind of embarrassing, actually. And, uh, and it's, it's kind of a, it's a disappointment. But anyway, we're kind of beyond that. I've got that fixed. So... Let's see, we got all of that out of the way. And so what I want to do, I just want to kind of jump into it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just come be up front. I'm going to do something just a little different this week. It's something that I've said in the past that I'm not very good at and haven't given it, you know, haven't attempted to do so. And that is I'm, I'm going to read from an article. That's kind of a lengthy article. And it's, it's not necessarily a, a commentary piece. And it's out of the American Rifleman, which is uh, when you're a, a member of the NRA, which I am, and I'll get into that maybe later and qualify that if I if I have to. But anyway, the American Rifleman is a like one of the magazines you get when you're a member, and it's it's okay. There's there's some pretty interesting articles in them every month, and I I kind of glance over them, and uh, it's okay. But but this month, and this this article is by Wayne Lapierre. He's the executive vice president of the NRA. And this actually is kind of a reprint from a June 1997 Standing Guard, which was a magazine back then, uh, piece that he addressed to then U.S. Representative Charles Schumer. He is now the creep senator from the state of New York, and I'll get into him maybe a little bit later, too, but I'm, I'm sure you all know who he is. To me... Charles Schumer is like the male equivalent of 
Hillary Clinton. Like Hillary Clinton is like the ultimate, the ultimate evil, you know, in politics on the female side. She's it. She's like it. Okay, to me, Charles Schumer is that person, you know, on the male side. Charles Schumer. Charles Schumer is a creep. And to give you an indication of how much of a creep he is, I didn't know if you guys knew this. I didn't until recently, although I could have guessed. He's, I think, Amy Schumer. You know her? You guys all heard of Amy Schumer? She's that pig, complete slob uh, uh, comedian. They're cousins. And actually, I think I mentioned it back during the Louisiana fake theater shooting. I guess this happened during one of her uh, movies, this, this, this shooting happened. Anyway, she then went and kind of did like some kind of a press conference with Charles Schumer talking about how, how we need gun control. That's what they always do. They always come out. Okay, and I'm just going to – I'll just go – there's a couple of quotes that really start this article off, and let me just start off. Again and again, we see traffickers move guns across state lines that are used to injure or kill our fellow citizens and law enforcement officers. It's high time for Congress to strengthen the lax gun laws that make it easy for dangerous people to get guns in one state and use them to commit crimes elsewhere. That's a quote by Ted Alcorn. He's the research director of Every Town for Gun Safety. It's the kind of the cute little names they give him. Every Town for Gun Safety. I mean, who's not for gun safety? What town isn't for gun safety? Thus, Every Town for Gun Safety. Kind of cute how they do that. Here's another quote. One of the biggest, most dangerous problems with our nation's gun laws is that we have no strong, clear federal statute against gun trafficking. Now, that's by Gabriella Giffords. I'm sure you all know who she was, is, and Captain Mark Kelly. I think that's her husband. He's the astronaut, so-called astronaut. And they're co-founders of Americans for Responsible Solutions. There you go again, another neat, kind of cute little responsible solutions. Who's not for responsible solutions, right? Well, anyway, and, and the article goes on. I'll just continue in it. And it goes that, you know, those statements are total fiction. A smokescreen that denies the existence of very real and explicit federal statutes providing tough penalties for all imaginable aspects of illegal firearms trafficking. That denial of truth, especially by politicians and law enforcement officials who know better, reflects a long-existing malfeasance contributing to the rising violent crime rates in America's urban centers. Okay, and it goes on, and I kind of highlighted this, because, and what it says is, historically, U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, has been the leading purveyor of the deceit that federal laws dealing with criminal interstate trafficking in firearms are weak or non-existent. And this is a quote from Charles Schumer. Quote, a vast network of gun runners uses our highways like firearm freeways to traffic illegal guns to criminals. Their sources states with weak gun laws where straw buyers easily acquire large quantities of guns with no questions asked, and their destination is the street. Uh, I'm sorry, and their destination is street criminals in states with tough gun laws. Schumer and the entire gun ban cabal are in lockstep on this tired meme, which he calls the iron pipeline. I don't know if you guys know what straw buyers are. Uh, that would be, for instance, Joe, okay, has a friend named Bob. Bob can't legally purchase a firearm, so 
Bob says to Joe, hey, man, here's 500 bucks. Uh, could you go down to, you know, Ted's gun shop down there and, and get me a gun? And, and, and Joe, he, he agrees to do that. And he goes in. And he fills out the form, the form 4473, and yes, for me, and no, I'm not a drug user, and so forth and so on. Anyway, I won't get into detail because this article kind of further gets into it, but that would be a straw purchase. It's illegal. You can't do that. And, and I'm, not, I'm not necessarily against that. Now, I said necessarily. I'm not necessarily against that. I'll say this up front. Anytime, well, I'll save it for the end because it is an, it's an important I think uh, I think it's an important thing to say <laughs> as far as that goes. So I'll wait till the end. But anyway, I've already addressed it. This is uh, what I'm about to, to present is from June 1997 from Standing Guard, I, and that was a, a periodical from the NRA, you know, back then. And again, addressing now back then, uh, Schumer wasn't a, a senator; he was a congressman, Crete nonetheless. Okay. Now let's just start off with this, and this is how it goes. If existing criminal sanctions under longstanding federal law were enforced, here's what would happen to a typical interstate trafficker, whom this article refers to, and I'll continue to refer to as Schumer's gun runner. This habitual criminal is a felon with multiple convictions, a drug user, and a fugitive from justice. His customers are likewise convicted felons in the illegal drug trade. Two are fugitives and all are from out of state. Schumer's gun runners take orders from fire, uh, for firearms from his customers, five specific handgun models, one each for his separate criminal buyers. Schumer's gun runner drives to another state, enters the shop of a federally licensed firearm dealer, and settles on the five handguns he wants. He fills out the obligatory 4473 and falsely answers uh, a list of questions, swearing at the penalty of law that he is the lawful purchaser and that he is not prohibited from gun possession. With his fake ID, he is cleared by the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, that's the NICS. On the way back to New York, Schumer's gun runner stops off to visit a fellow criminal who fences stolen guns and buys a 1911 uh, handgun, like a 45 automatic, with the serial number obliterated for himself. Schumer's gun runner then returns to New York City and transfers his five handguns to his drug dealer customers, knowing the guns will be used in crimes of violence involving the drug trade. So, it says, let's look at what the gun ban crowd describes as weak federal laws and how they apply. And it goes on to say they are found in, in the U.S. Code, Title 18, under a chapter titled Firearms. And what this is going to do now is it's going to total, it's going to total all these uh, crimes and, and give like a, and what it does is it, it, it starts keeping a list like a tab. Okay. And let's just go off for starters. And it's, it gets, it's, I'm not going to say it's lengthy, but it's, but it's pretty in depth. And it starts off with this for starters. It's a federal felony for a resident of one state to acquire a firearm in another state, except under stringent dealer requirements, private interstate sale sales between individuals trading in any firearm is illegal. Section 922 a three. The penalty, five years in prison uh, on each count. Since Schumer's gun runner sells his five guns to five different individuals, each transaction involved is counted. So the gun runner's five guns apply in every violation. Here it adds up to 25 years in prison. So that's 25 years in prison off the bat. And, and again, that's a long time just 
off the bat. Wouldn't you say? That's a long time. Okay. And so, and I've always known this, and I'm sure that others do as well, uh, that the, this, the, the BS, that the, you know, the gun laws, the existing gun laws are weak, are, are, are BS. So it continues. It is a federal felony for any person to transfer, sell, trade, give, transport, or deliver any firearm to any person who knows the per- okay, who the person knows or has reason to know does not reside in the same state. Section 922A5, the penalty, five years in prison on each count. Five guns, 25 years in prison. Now we're up to 50 years, 50 years in prison. Let's continue on because it kind of jumps pretty high after the, on the next one, and it goes on. If an out-of-state resident buys from a dealer and makes a false or fictitious statement in purchasing a firearm or exhibits false identification, those acts are federal felonies. Five years on each count, Section 922A6. Falsely filing in the Form 4473 is a crime punishable by 10 years in prison per count. Since Schumer's gun runner used fraudulent identification and lied and swore falsely on his 4473, three separate crimes occurred under this section. Five guns, 150 years in prison. Now we're up to 200 years in prison for these lax gun laws. 200 years in prison. Uh, and I, unless you're like a, unless like we're now living in like Lord of the Ring times or something, most people don't live to be 200 years old. So um, that's a pretty harsh, that's a pretty harsh punishment. Rightly so. Continues. It is a federal felony for a convicted felon to buy, receive, or transport, or possess any firearm or ammunition under Section 922G1, each action mentioned. Uh, mentioned purchase, receipt, transporting, or possession is a 10-year federal felony. Possession means even touching a gun. If applied just to the five guns, that's 50 years in prison. Receiving the guns from the dealer amounts to 50 years in prison. Transporting the guns in New York City is a 50-year prison sentence. These, and it, and, and it quotes the uh, section 922G1, crimes call for 150 years in prison. So now from 200 years, we're up to 350 years in prison. And I'll, I'll read one more or another one. The exact same penalties apply for the same acts committed by a fugitive from justice, Section 922G2. Since Schumer's gun runner is a fugitive, that's another 150 years in prison, going from 350 years in prison to 500 years in prison. The same penalties apply to known drug users. Remember, Schumer's gun runner is a drug user. This is Section 922 G3. And then thus he is subject to another 150 years in prison, bringing his uh, federal law tab from 500 years to 650 years. And, and what this really is doing, and it is illustrating it quite clearly, is that the laws aren't lax and that there are severe and penalties for, for these crimes. And they're spelled out in the U.S. Code. This isn't just some, some, this is just me making it up. So, you know, again, for, for Schumer to say the things that he, is, he says and these other uh, politicians and law enforcement people and uh, social commentators, you know who they are. The people like uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert and David Letterman. 
Jimmy Fed, you know them. You know the whole cast of characters. And then you got the Hollywood types. You you know who they are. They're liars and they know they're lying. Some may not. Some might just be morons. But that doesn't make it okay. You know, being a moron, uh, you, you, you know, you have control over that, so you shouldn't be a moron. So where do we leave off? We left off at 650 years. Let's continue on. And okay, now since he has more than three felonies, now we're speaking of Schumer's gun runner, since he has more than three felony convictions, Schumer's gun runner is subject to penalties in Section 924E1, which provides for a 15-year sentence on each count, mandatory. Here alone, he is subject to 75 years with no hope of getting back on the street. He goes from 650 years in prison to 725 years in prison. And let's continue on. In, com in completing transactions with his buyers in New York City, he commits another host, host of federal crimes. If a violator of the Gun Control Act can be shown as intending to commit a state or federal felony involving the firearm, he has committed committed an additional federal felony, uh, federal felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison on each count. Section 924B. Five guns, 50 years in prison. We go from, well, it's really not that big of a jump. From 725 years, it's only up to 775 years. So, ah, what's, what is it, 50 years? Whatever. Continues on under Section 924H, whoever knowingly transfers a firearm, knowing that such firearm will be used to commit a crime of violence or drug trafficking crime, shall be in prison not more than 10 years. Schumer's gun runner knows his customers are violent drug dealers or drug users. Five guns, 50 years in prison, or up to 825 years in prison. It is a federal felony for any individual to sell or give a firearm or ammunition to a convicted felon. Section 922D1, the penalty, 10 years in prison on each count. Schumer's gun runner knows his customers are convicted felons. Five guns, 50 years, or up to 875 years. Let's see. It is a federal felony for any individual to sell or give a firearm ammunition to a fugitive from justice, Section 922D2, the penalty 10 years in prison on each count. Two of his customers are fugitives. 20 years in prison, we're up to 895 years in prison. 895 years in prison. It is a federal felony for any individual to sell or give a firearm or ammunition to a person unlawfully using or addicted to a controlled substance, Section 922D3. The penalty is 10 years in prison on each count. All of his customers are drug users. That's 50 years in prison. We're now up to 945 years in prison. And it, it goes, it, it, it continues on. I won't necessarily read any more of them, but it goes on from 945 years. Let's see, next. He's up to 995 years in prison. And let's see here. I'll, I'll read this one because it jumps to over 1,000 years. Under uh, 18 U.S.C. 922I, this criminalizes shipment or transport of stolen firearm and calls for a 10-year prison term. Uh, next is 18 U.S.C. 922I, covers possession of stolen firearm, provides for a 10-year prison tab, 1,015 years in prison. All in all, at the end of this, at the end of Schumer's gun runner, and trial, if you will, and he, his his grand total was 1,020 years in prison. 
And this article goes on to say that that's about 15 human lifespans in federal prison for gun trafficking using the clear letter of our current federal laws. So what is lax about that, I ask? Well, nothing's lax about that. And, and that's the frustrating part. Then anytime we hear of like a mass shooting or any kind of shooting, it doesn't necessarily have to be a mass shooting. They come out of the woodwork. They come out of the woodwork and they, you know, they go to class. They, they, get, they, they get taught what to say and how to kind of couch it so it doesn't sound, you know, harsh or whatever. And it's always common sense. How, how often have we heard common sense gun legislation? And, and this is why I was going to talk about the NRA just for a second, because I am a member, I'm a life member, and it is my opinion that the, the NRA has not done enough. To me, it's my opinion. It's a pretty strong one that they have not done enough over the years, okay, to, uh, to protect our Second Amendment rights. I believe what they have done over the years, more than protect our Second Amendment rights, is compromise them. And what happens when you compromise your right in any way? Well, it doesn't, it, it, it does, it's not a right anymore. It then becomes a privilege. And so that is what I believe the NRA has, has done mostly over the years. And I'm sorry to have to admit that. It's just my belief that they have not done enough. And I, I've called them. I've written letters. You know, when you, you have all these, you know, the next big uh, – the next big common sense, uh, you know, gun control legislation that's out there, and you have politicians from both parties that say we need to get on board with this. It's time, man. I just want to pull my hair out and say, what part don't you understand of the Second Amendment? What part don't you understand? It's very clear, and it's also very clear because, as I just illustrated, that there are tough gun laws out there. Very tough gun laws. They don't care. They don't care. They don't want you to have a right. They want you to have a privilege because here's the thing. Rights are pretty definitive. You have it's, – it's your right. That's what you can do. Once it becomes a privilege, then they can start managing that privilege. And, and they won't do it right away, but they do it a lot more quickly than if it was a right. You know, they try and manage your rights, and it's very hard, like I said, to do. But managing privileges is very easy. And so – that's what they want to do. They want to turn all these. It's like I call the Bill of Rights now the Bill of Privileges. Because, you know, none of them are really protected. And you can just pick one. I don't have to, to name one. But that's, that's what our politicians uh, do, I believe, is that they, they compromise our rights. Thus, our rights become privileges. Thus, those privileges get uh, sh strictly uh, managed until you have no privilege at all. That's really the goal. It goes from right to your privilege all. you got a privilege to do it, you know, for just a little while. Then you don't even have the privilege to do it. But it still, like, remains on the book. Well, you, you still have the privilege. You're just, you know, we're just managing that for you because you're, you know, obviously you're not uh, smart enough or responsible enough to have that right, certainly to have that right, which is why we converted it into a privilege. You see what I'm saying? That's what government does. That's what government does. And in the second half of the show, I'm going to get into the government just for a bit. But I hope that this article illustrates that the gun laws are tough. Uh, and, 
I tried to find a link to it, and I couldn't. I couldn't find it. Maybe you guys have better luck. It's out of the American Rifleman magazine, October 2015 uh, issue. Uh, maybe you guys can find it online. I, maybe I didn't look, uh, you know, good enough. But anyway, that's where this article is out of. So when we come back from break, I do want to talk about the government somewhat and some of the choices that we need to make, and we really just need to make them. So I don't hear the music yet. Perhaps I'm early, but uh, there we are. I'll see you all after break.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Closed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes. Now in the street, they all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316 316- 619-4886 Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now.
welcome back to the second half of the Condition Critical Show. It is 40 minutes past the 3 o'clock hour. We are live out here. Hey, you can call in if you want. I meant to say that, uh, mention that at the beginning. The number is 1-800-932-1980. I don't often do that, and I don't do it purposely. Uh, I just forget. Uh, but most of you know the call-in number, and if you want to call in, Feel free. I would uh, look forward to speaking with you. 1-800-932-1980. Let me finish up uh, with what I was talking about in the beginning of the show about gun laws and the Second Amendment and what have you. It really kind of goes like this, and Frank kind of jogged my memory that, you know, we, you know, we, we already have, like, you're already not supposed to kill people, okay? But the problem is, and this is, what I, this is the point I'm really trying to make. The, the problem is, folks, is that we no longer live in a moral and just society. We just don't. And, and so it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, the, this whole list of, I mean, laws that I just uh, quoted, uh, the penalty for it, 1,020 years in prison, that doesn't matter to people that aren't moral and just. It doesn't matter to dirtbags and criminals. But that's where we are. And you can really... Uh, you can really apply that to, to everything of, of what's wrong with with this country. This is, we do not live in a moral and just society, and there is a reason for that. There is a reason for that. The first obvious reason is is that we have forsaken God. We've taken God and just removed Him. We've removed God and Jesus Christ from from the whole equation. From the whole equation. And that, if that isn't bad enough or wasn't bad enough, what did we replace it with? What have we replaced God and Jesus Christ with? Any, any guesses? Well, the government. The government. So, now, let me just read from my uh, latest, one of my latest blog posts. And you hear this question asked, not just on this network, but I hear it all the time. I honestly do. I hear this all the time. And it goes something like, uh, how much worse can it get? And ring a bell? That can't get any worse, right? Okay. Well, if you guys go to my blog, you'll find uh, an article titled, Be Careful What You Wish For. And I'll just read from it. As far as the candidates running for president go, some people say that it can't get any worse than it is now. Well, I beg to differ. In fact, with every election cycle, it does get worse, always. And this election cycle will be no different. If we continue to do the same thing over and over again, why should any, any one of us be surprised when things don't get any better? And as far as I'm concerned, doing the same thing over and over again with elections is just as bad as doing nothing at all. And that's what, that's what we do. Every election cycle, we do the same thing over and over again. It's a broken record. It's, it's really, it's insanity. And I, I go on to say that, and, and I'll continue. Until we demand better candidates for public office, whether it be for president, senator, or any other office, then why should we expect any real positive change? Furthermore, until we absolutely demand that those that we do elect to fully represent us, that's key, to fully represent us, then we will most certainly continue to have no representation at all. And how, how long has that been going on, that we have no Because re- we don't. I don't care what anybody says. Okay, I'm going to say it. We have not 
had representation in this country for my lifetime, at least my lifetime. And I'll just, to be fair, because I'm a fair guy, I'll just speak for my lifetime. This article closes by saying, so to answer the question, can it get any worse? And I went on to say, yes, it can. And it will as long as we keep doing the same thing over and over again, which some people might say is a a definition of insanity. Now, we all know that uh, John Bonner, John Boner, whatever he is, the guy's a creep, uh, has resigned. Now, get this. And Frank pointed it out, and I caught it, too, that he resigned. And one of the reasons he gave was uh, because of his, like, uh, responsibility or his devotion or whatever to the institution. And he meant the institution of Congress, because they really consider themselves way above us. They consider themselves, and they just honestly do, they have, they think that they are just royalty. They have become kings, uh, princes, overlords, uh, dukes, queens, Princesses, they all think that they have titles of nobility, that senator is a title of, it has become a title of nobility, uh, a representative, a U.S. representative. And I'm just speaking in federal terms, really, but it, it, it honestly applies down to the states now, the state in which I live. It's, it's no different, uh, you know, the, the governing body is just a small microcosm of the federal body. They're, they think that they're above us. They don't. They, they just think that they're above us. Look at some of the stuff that they get away with. I mean, just look at Hillary Clinton. I know it sounds like a broken record. Look at Hillary Clinton. The, the, the woman is it's, it's unbelievable. It's criminal. The, the woman, it's unbelievable how much of a criminal she is, and she gets to run for president. She gets to go on national TV with a big smile on her face, and, oh, look at me. I care about the people, and it's just... I don't get it. But you have former House Speaker, Denny Hastert, I think is his name, from Illinois, and he's out on bail for some, some kind of bank fraud. Well, we're talking millions of dollars. He, 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 he like, uh, illegally uh, withdrew money, and he did it in a way to uh, shade it from the IRS and, and what have you, and, and he got caught, and so now he's being prosecuted. And, hey, he doesn't think he did anything wrong. And he did it to try and pay somebody off over some sex scandal. Look, if, if you or I, if you or I uh, did something even remotely uh, similar to what some of these politicians do, I've said it before, we would be, we would be underneath the jail. Okay. And the, the point really that I want to make, or at least the further point I want to make as far as this article goes, is this. Well, it kind of really makes the point, but it's like this. you got Trump now coming out, and it's not just Trump because the others are going to do it. And and this is kind of going to illustrate a pretty good point as far as I'm concerned. you got Trump come out with his his new tax plan, okay? And to me, it doesn't matter what it is. But And I don't have it in front of me because, like I said, it doesn't matter. But it's something like he's going to go from six brackets to four, and then he's going to take the top, top one and raise it, and the lower one and lower it, and, and going to remove this deduction, and it's like a shell game. We're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and blah blah. And then it comes out the other end, you know, like a, you know, going through some kind of a machine, and it crunches, and oh, and this is what it's going to do. We're going to raise uh, revenues are going to go up 
such and such percent and blah, 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 right? It's mumbo jumbo. He may as well say, he may as well say this, that instead of paying me 25 cents with a quarter, you can now pay me 25 cents with two dimes and a nickel. What changed? Nothing changes. That's, that's what any politician's so-called tax plan is to me. It's like saying, like I just said, instead of paying me 25 cents with a quarter, you can now pay me 25 cents with two dimes and a nickel. But here's the kicker, because two dimes and a nickel is three coins and a quarter is one. Now that's more coinage, so we're going to have to charge you a five-cent surcharge to handle the extra coinage. See how that, see how that kind of works? They won't do it right away. But they'll soon do it. You'll soon get a surcharge. Well, wait a minute here. I, I thought they changed the tax code. I thought they changed it. Why am I being charged uh, uh, 30 cents now? And then you read the fine print because of the extra coinage that's required more work for our bureaucrats, and thus we have to charge you a five-cent surcharge. Isn't that lovely? But that's, that's what I mean by uh, doing the same thing over and over again. When is a politician running for president going to talk about what I believe, what I believe to be, I think, the real, the core, or at least for me right now, issue or evil that is plaguing this nation? Can anybody guess what I'm going to say? Central banks. Until you hear a politician say, you elect me president and... We're not only going to uh, close the Federal Reserve Bank, we're going to arrest each and every individual that has ever been involved in the Federal Bank. We're going to arrest them. And since they've really kind of already been put on trial because of, you know, a time has put them on trial, time has shown that Federal Banks and the bankers of what they have done, how they have destroyed this nation, they have already put themselves on trial. They, they've been found guilty a long time ago. Would anybody disagree? So let's just say, again, that they've already been put on trial, and the ones that we can hunt down and arrest, that they are going to be hung by the neck until dead, each and every one of them. I wouldn't give them the opportunity to leave this country. I wouldn't give them the opportunity to leave this country. Uh, because they're a cancer, they're a plague. They would just go somewhere else and destroy someone else's country, and, and they're doing that anyway. But that's what a politician needs to do. And then after that, a politician running for president needs to say, and then after we uh, close the federal banks and get rid of them, get rid of these central banks, get rid of the Federal Reserve, arrest the bankers and, and you know hang them by the neck for their crimes, then we're going to start getting rid of these other bureaucratic agencies that are that are like uh, these huge, like vampire uh, entities, like the IRS. And uh, well, the IRS is is probably second only to the the, the Federal Reserve in their the evilness and the destruction that it that it it does to a country. Would anybody disagree? And then there's the other bureaucratic agencies because look. What the federal government has done, in my opinion, over the years, okay, is they have – see, because nothing changes. Now, remember, nothing changes when we elect politicians. Nothing – in fact, it gets worse, okay, because they never really – they never really do with, you know, you know uh, they never really, you know, do anything uh, – what am I trying to say here? Uh, 
you know, legitimate and, and like, you know, making things better. Okay. So what the federal government has done, I believe, is, you know, they get these, what these bureaucratic agencies do, I guess what I'm trying to say is they become like the legislative body, uh, if you get what I'm saying, because the bureaucrats, the people in the Federal Reserve, the people in the IRS, the people in the uh, Department of Education, the TSA, Homeland Security, these are bureaucrats that aren't accountable to the people. They're not representatives, so they don't have to represent anybody. So the federal government uses them to subvert, well, their own responsibilities, okay? And, th- and at the same time, at the same time, the federal government over the years has has basically insulated themselves for, from any responsibility up to criminality, in my opinion. And, and so until we, and again, and now this gets back to where I kind of started off the second part of the show, is that until we uh, move more towards, towards living in a moral and just society, Things are not going to get any better. That's, I mean, that's really the key. It sounds simplistic. And it, and I guess, you know, if you're a moron, that kind of sounds simplistic. Oh, what are you talking about, Jay? There you go with God and, and Jesus Christ. And what are you talking about? What are you, some kind of a religious nut? Hey, I just know what works, and I just know what doesn't. Uh, in a moral and just society, folks, you, 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 in a moral and just society, you would virtually need no government. And that's another thing, is that most people, this is, this is the, 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 the beauty, if you will, of our federal government, how they've got people convinced. They've got people so convinced of the need for government that the vast majority of people, okay, the vast majority of people have no concept of even a small government, let alone no government at all, because they have far too many people. Would you not? And this is people on both sides of the aisle, Democrat, Republican, left, right. They have far too many people, not just reliant on government, but dependent on government, absolutely dependent. And I don't believe those are the same thing. And that's not how it's supposed to work. It's just not how it's supposed to work. But like I said, this is by design. That's what the government has done over the decades. And they do it in many fashions. You know, they create chaos. Uh, Basically, they do it through fear. They do it through fear and they do it through like economic means as well. They hold... They, they make you like a, a hostage to – they make you like a, a slave to, to money. That you're, you're so uh, – and, you know, instead of getting – you know, going out and working for a living, right, and creating your own wealth, far too many people are dependent on the government to create their wealth for them. And so why would they attack the government? Hey, man, we, that's a little bit too far there, uh, Jay, talking about the government in those terms. And, of course, the government has a category for – People like us, too, we're extremists and we're uh, anti-government loons and we're racist. And you know how it is. You know how it is. They're very good at it. Deflect. You know, uh, just just use a pejorative and deflect instead of, you know, addressing the truth. And, you know, I always get back. I always get back, folks, as to where are we going to go from here? Where are we going to go from here? I talked about it last week at the closing. Is that you know, uh, and I call this. A hobby, I think, too much for most people, this whole liberty thing, this whole freedom thing. It, it's, it's, far, it's become far too much of a hobby for people. 
instead of being something more than a hobby, instead of being like uh, uh, a passion or or uh, or uh, or a, a drive. There has to be some kind of a more of a drive. That's really that's and that's really where my frustration. And you, I'm sure some of you have have seen my frustration. I've demonstrated it uh, numerous times on this network. My frustration in this whole process is that, man, you know, I would like to see things start changing here. And, again, a broken record, I truly believe that it won't take that big of a, a movement. It really won't. I honestly believe that the, 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 uh, the, the superstructure that is the federal government is very fragile. And it's, it's, it's fragile. Because lies, anything based in lies and deception, is it's very fragile. It's like a Jenga game. You know that Jenga game where you pull like you know a block out and you hope that the thing doesn't tip over. That's the superstructure of our federal government because it's based completely on deception, lies, evilness, corruption that could be so easily torn down if we just have. The, if we just have the, the, the nerve or the, the courage to start pulling those blocks out one at a time, and, and we don't have to dismantle the whole superstructure. I think that's what, I think that's what kind of maybe clouds people. They think, man, it's just so big now. It's, it's so immense and that there's, there's nothing that we can do. The, the whole network is just so immense that we're just like trapped in this immenseness. Well, folks, no. It's, no, it's not, man. It's very fragile. Just reach out there, man. Reach out there. Do what you can. Do what you can and pull a block out. Okay, and then somebody else go out and just pull a block out. And I'm telling you, you would see. Then it would crumble. Then it would crumble. Because the people that are in our government, and I'll say this, the people that are infest our government will scatter like the rats and the cockroaches that they are. Because... You know, rats and cockroaches and, and evil things don't like the truth. They don't like reality. And they'll run from it. And then we can rebuild it. But first, folks, we have to get back to living in a moral and just society. Well, and having said all that, there's lots of great programming coming up on ABR. Continue to listen. Uh, you got Wendy coming up next. After that, you got Pastor Mike Hoover. So if you want to hear about living in a moral and just society, I suggest you all stay tuned in because uh, Pastor Mike Hoover really uh, puts it out there. Until next week, folks, God bless each and every one of you. And remember this, folks, freedom comes from the sword. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? 
Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. Job stress, financial obligations, or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom is afraid of pain. No one wants pain to rule over their life, and you don't want the negative side effects of aspirin, ibuprofen, or prescription drugs. They can lower immunity and cause dependency. Is there a safe alternative? I'm herbalist Wendy Wilson, and I prefer willow bark and meadowsweet herbs to control pain, fever, aches, and inflammation. God's herbs are good, and you won't be disappointed. Call Apothecary Herbs for pain or extra strength pain relief formula, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International, 704-875-8010 or online, thepowerherbs.com. One, two, three. I'm your resident herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Hope you had a great day. Oh, thanks for joining us here on Herb Talk Live and the American Voice Radio Network. we got a great show. We're going to be talking about this weird thing that happens. You ever have that happen where your blood runs cold? It's almost like ice water running through your veins. What? What is that? 
and and what causes that? Well, we're going to look into it, right? And also we're going to be talking about having a small slice of freedom. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we all want one of that. Make mine a double size. And uh, we may get time for um, antibiotic vaccine news if we get time in the hour, so we'll see how it goes. And we have a quack report. A quack report's coming up, but big salute and Semper Fi first to our righteous men and women in uniform. And let's lift them up in prayer and pray for all of America. I pray for righteous leadership. I'm praying for truth and justice. I'm praying for strong men of God to, uh, you know, take take back this nation and put it on course because uh, we're not on a good course, and most people understand that. So I'm seeking the Lord's face, hitting the knees, and I hope you'll mind the time for it grows short, and uh, you'll never, ever, ever regret spending time in prayer. And without further ado, let's do the quack report. Hey, Frank, what do we have in the quack report? Um, apparently, to a new study. Uh, let's see, where was this study published? Uh, I'll get to that in a minute down in the report, I think. But it was a study about, about data overload. It's stressing us all out. Uh, apparently, um, one of the biggest irritants to modern life, they're saying, in this new study, is that all the information at our fingertips is stressing us out. The battle of the inbox, they say, decreases productivity in the workplace, and it raises a lot of concerns over, you know, how that impacts our health when we can't seem to switch off. So the digital culture, they say, affects our sleep and our relationships, according to 44% of the people that answered the survey. And uh, 36% um, in this study said that the most common effect included becoming restless or anxious and unable to relax. So Dr. Demetrius uh, Tyverikos, he's a consumer and business psychologist at UCLA, he says paying attention to a vast amount of data requires multitasking. He says this is rapidly switching attention from one source to another, which has been found to increase levels of stress hormone cortisol. He says the brain's pathway to seek out more and more information eventually results in a state of restlessness. He also says the solution is less text and more pictures. He said research has proven that the visuality presenting information um, in pictures instead of text is less demand on the brain. So the brains don't work as hard, he said, when they process a picture. So, um, you know what, this is probably why you got a lot of icons and hieroglyphics now on computer uh, databases, modules, and so forth. Uh, probably that may, in the near future, encompass modern society's way of communicating, getting rid of the written text. What do you think of that? Going back to, like, the Egyptians' pictures, hieroglyphics. All right. Last but not least, statin drug alert. Yeah, statin drugs, they say, prescribed to over 100 million people around the globe. Uh, is uh, Scientists at Tulane University in New Orleans found that the statin drugs generate tens of billions of dollars a year for pharmaceutical companies, but tend to deactivate the stem cells in our bodies responsible for cellular repair. So UK Express reported that side effects from statins are memory loss, muscle pain, uh, diabetes, cataracts, liver dysfunction, Um, fatigue and memory loss. So according to the report, statins make regular users become older faster, 
leaving them more vulnerable to mental and physical decline issues. Professor Reza uh, Zapenda, a stem cell biologist and author of the research that was published in the American Journal of Physiology, she says the study shows statin drugs speed up the aging process. Ooh. Ooh. You want some help with that? Hey, Apothecary Herbs has heart formulas. Check them out. Strengthen, don't weaken the body. And that wraps the quack report. Oh, thank you, Frank. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have fun with this segment because you know, you ever have it when your blood feels like it's cold? Kind of freaks you out, doesn't it? Uh, you know, some of you may have experienced that feeling that your blood feels cold running through your body, your veins. It is a strange sensation, often causing one to feel anxious. However, in a majority of the cases, the sensation does not last very long. It's often gone in less than a minute. So when this happens, there is this, you know, cause for alarm. People, you know, go, ugh, what is that? Is it a good or is it a bad thing when this happens? Or is there some sort of strange health condition where we should be worried about when that happens? Well, the next time it happens to you, you should notice your situation, what may be prompting it to occur. So we're going to take a look at what this is and what it may mean to lots of people. So what does science say it is? According to science, the human body freezes between 23 and 28 degrees Fahrenheit. However, in this instance, we're not talking about hypothermia, or the blood literally freezing. Science states if you experience the sensation that your blood feels cold, it could be a proactive mechanism. So when we are frightened, or if we're in a life or death situation, the body releases a lot of hormones into the blood, epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol. So when these hormones meet, there's a chemical reaction that takes place, sending a message throughout the body to react quickly. So this message has the metabolism shift gears and digestion will stop sending more energy to the blood flow and the oxygen to go into the muscles, heart, brain, and lungs. So when this occurs, you become stronger than normal and it's often described as the fight or flight reaction. And this makes sense because what about uh, those uh, cold sensation in your veins though? What does that mean? Well, according to science, when this happens, it, it's called a vas, vasoconstriction of the arteries. So what happens is this action boosts your blood pressure very quickly, and that gives you that cold sensation. So when you get those fight or flight chemical hormones in the blood, uh, there's a restriction happening, and you get that cold feeling. So when does this usually happen? Well, usually when you're scared, but being scared can be kind of relative. Obviously, if we get scared, science says we could experience this cold blood sensation. So I had to ask if this sensation uh, affected adrenaline junkies, you know, when they seek the adrenaline rush. Well, you could be scared riding roller coasters or skydiving or watching a scary movie. But that situation, in that situation, your brain knows you have some control. So you probably won't, it won't initiate the cold-blooded feeling. So at what level of being scared makes your blood run cold? Well, the requirement would be that your brain perceives something um, terrifying. 
the the medical books describe the fearful level as quote dread bordering on hysteria or a sense of impending destruction end of quote so in other words when you're in a dream you know your your, your subconscious is in, is in place and is kind of ruling and uh and your consciousness is not really there uh like active and live while you're awake normally so um your brain can be fooled that your dream is real and that's why you might wake up feeling that cold-blooded feeling cuz you got scared all right let's let's look at feelings of loss cuz if you've ever had a dream where someone close to you became fatally injured or lost you may get that cold-blooded feeling you wake up and you realize it was just an awful dream and the chilliness begins to leave your bloodstream. So we can get those cold sensations like that when we are anxious or if we feel we're losing control of the situation. So a flood of emotions is a flood of chemicals and different emotions bring about a different chemical reaction in the body. Now science has tested your tears to find different chemicals in them because they are a product of different emotions such as tears of joy, relief, pain, sadness. Now, for instance, tears of joy contain oxycotton hormone. That's not oxycotone, the drug, but it's a hormone, where the tears of sadness um, don't have that hormone in it. Emotional tears contain more proteins, whereas if you were cutting an onion, these are irritant tears, which have 30 times more manganese. So science has also learned that emotional tears contain more lubricants, hormones, and salt. So if you ever experience a feeling of helplessness, this produces a different set of chemicals, and the body may feel cold, but it's not a fight-or-flight sensation. Instead, you may experience a sensation of you know, head pressure, but it's not a headache. Then the pressure in your head can produce an overwhelming feeling, and you can't think straight. So some people may hyperventilate, and this could be described as having a severe anxiety attack. So what about this big chilly feeling? Uh, now, situations of anxiety can cause the sensation that your blood runs cold. And when in anxiety, the body interprets the situation as stress. So when an anxiousness happens, your body could break out in a cold sweat. And, um, and this is the adrenaline hormone in the blood, which heats up the body really quickly to produce the fight-or-flight action, but instead air cools off the skin quickly, making the person feel cold. Now, a common emotion before anxiety kicks in is fear. Fear can bring on cold chills, and often it's referred to as a cold chill up the spine. But medical science is not completely sure what causes the sensation, but uh, a release of some adrenaline is suspected. So people with anxiety, panic attacks, or obsessive disorders tend to be more sensitive to environmental conditions like temperature. A majority of people do not notice these changes, and medical science states that it's a side effect of the condition. In other words, people with anxiety may interpret a change in cooler temperature as an indication that something is wrong. Someone with anxiety who experiences a two-degree cooler temperature change will experience a whole-body shiver whereas the majority of people wouldn't even notice the change. Maybe if they did, they'd grab their sweater. Well, there is an anxiety test. If you're worried about whether, you know, what's your level of anxiety test, this is a free test. Uh, by the way, if you were on the newsletter list from the PowerHerbs.com website, you would have gotten a hot link so you could go take this anxiety test. Uh, so if you want to check what, 
healthy levels of anxiety are. Actually, if your score is below a 40, that's where you want to be. Uh, so you can take this brief anxiety test online. You go to calmclinic.com, that's calm, C-A-L-M, clinic.com, slash anxiety hyphen test, and uh, you can uh, take the test there. It'll only take you about five minutes. So, But we want to keep a perspective here because it's really easy in the current climate to worry beyond belief and create a lot of anxiety for ourselves. We can be concerned, but we shouldn't worry according to what the scriptures say. Worry is to let fear rule over your emotions, and God is not the author of fear. So there have been studies where people who pray have better health and heal faster. So science cannot explain why that is, and we are promised to have a sound mind when we draw near to God in prayer. So I recommend doing that. I also recommend one of God's herbs that he says helps to heal the nations, and um, one of them is for anxiety and panic attacks. It's called valerian root. It calms the nervous system down and takes tension out. And this contains natural calcium to help with serotonin and other neurotransmitters in the brain. So it's not, it's not a hormone. It's not a chemical drug. It's an herb with nutrition to help the nervous system. So if your body needs a bit more calcium for better sleep, because um, calcium is not just for strong bones, muscles, and your connective tissue. It also helps the neurotransmitters and serotonin in your brain so you can sleep. And valerian root does have that natural calcium. Now, if you need a bit more calcium than that, you definitely want to check out the calcium formula from the folks at Apothecary Herbs. They have both valerian root and plant-based calcium formulas. You can check them out online at thepowerherbs.com, or if you want, give them a call. Ask for their free product catalog. They have several solutions there for everyday problems. The number is 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. International number is 704-885-0277, and that's where your health care options just became endless. Uh, so now is a really good time if you want to stock up on immune system-boosting herbal formulas. Because, uh, you know, especially if you have seasonal sinusitis, you may want to check out their Echinacea Deluxe formula and skip the antibiotics altogether. They do have point reward systems and herb coupons online. So thepowerherbs.com is where you can go or call for a free product catalog and uh, get some really fabulous, totally organic, 100% organic, cold-pressed herbal formulas that are powerful and potent and empower you, put the hands back, the power back in your hands and... Um, and you'll save money at the same time. 866-229-3663. Okay, we're gonna, we've got a few minutes before our bottom of the hour break, so we're going to be talking about each of us having a small slice of freedom, right? Because with every day that passes, people are becoming increasingly more aware that they are at the mercy of many things. So the definition of mercy states that it's a type of forgiveness that exists extends compassionate treatment. Now, on the flip side of that, it's a type of imprisonment from powerful from a powerful entity. So powers that control or revoke freedom certainly put you at their mercy. Now, the news report recently says that due to technology, we face data overload. Data overload. Well, you know, we face more than that. We actually have fewer choices where choices matter, such as parental authority, being replaced by state authority. So the illusion of freedom is everywhere. 
So an uncollected debt can revoke your right to travel in some states. And you may think having a choice about, you know, the design of your license plate vehicle is freedom, but few realize that their right to move about and travel is not a state privilege at all. The motor vehicle laws were written for commercial commerce only and not for private travel. So the legal definition of driver is one that is hired to transport goods or people in the act of commercial commerce. So a driver's license is required for a driver, but a traveler, it's not. So I have to cheer on the guy who was declared to be a, quote, driver, not a traveler, by a judge, and then he sued the state for back pay under the state statute definition for driver. (laughs) However, there is really no justice in the courts. And if they abide by their laws, it's only for their convenience. So when there is a healthcare industry pushing the limits with laws that, you know, put people at the mercy of insurance companies, drugs, and vaccines, what does that tell you? Never before could you lose your job for protecting your body by declining a flu shot. Never before can you, you know, your choice of education or custody of your children be threatened by declining vaccines. So if you can, I want you all just to close your eyes and think of all this nonsense that picks away at your freedom, makes you jump through hoops and robs you of your money and your precious time. Just close your eyes and imagine all that stuff has just melted away. It's no more. You know, just bask in that thought, right? You feel unencumbered, don't you? You feel lighter and empowered, So remember that feeling because being empowered is something we all need to seek and we should and must have. Well, you know what the United Nations says about you being empowered? Well, the UN says they will empower you through social change. Well, social change is about making everything the same, equal, the equivalent of trying to establish a utopia, which will never happen. So more laws and restrictions really don't empower the people. There are millions of laws on the books, and the vast majority of people, including judges, are unaware of most of these laws. So Americans all over the nation are not being heard by their county commissioners, school boards, and other levels of local government. It really doesn't instill much confidence when more dead people are electronically voting than live people in a district. So when people sense that they lack influence over local, state, and federal agencies, people feel powerless to make good change. So when the people trust in the system and they vote that their tax dollars will not go to build uh, a new football stadium, but then the mayor overrides the decision of the people, well, then people begin to feel powerless. That's bad. So what is empowerment? Well, empowerment is not tyranny, and it's not mob rule. It is self-responsibility and the determination to have accomplished it. Now, some in the psychology and sociology realms think empowerment is accomplished through government programs and through things like social education or democracy. Government seeks to make the citizen responsible, but in reality, individuals cannot Uh, and be empowered if they're obligated to the state. So this state will try to sell its perception of citizen empowerment, but you can't serve two masters. 
So you will have a harder time maximizing your power to achieve your own goals if the state dictates the path. So socialism pushes people into the path of collective societies and discourages individualism. Let me uh, read you this quote uh, by Open Society Foundation. They say, legal empowerment is about grassroots justice, about ensuring that law is not confined to books or courtrooms, but rather is available and meaningful to ordinary people. And damn straight. All right. And those who empower. So empowering people is to encourage them and remove the restrictions to opportunities. Empowerment is to have skills for self-sufficiency. And a majority of high school students, well, they graduate from public school with skill deficits. They can't even support themselves. They can't even address an envelope. So the majority of Americans lack what I call legal awareness. Legal awareness is understanding not only of how the system works, but what the laws mean. So if you don't know what your legal rights are, well, the legal people are not going to volunteer to inform you. Also, man's laws are not God's laws, which can often be in conflict with one another. So in other words, the savvy Indian who understood how the white man operated sidestep being ambushed. Capiche? Yeah. And what about sharing? Is, is empowerment all about sharing? Well, the government would have you believe that it's to be true. You should share everything. You are encouraged to volunteer your most personal information. From social media to government census, people volunteer to tell it all. Well, if you do not know someone, that person is a stranger or an enemy, so why would you tell them everything about you? God says don't do that. And King Hezekiah, he learned that lesson the hard way. So if you pick up your Bible and read Second Kings chapter 20, verses 13 through 17, you'll see Hezekiah showed all of his wealth, his power, and all of his kingdom to two men from a far country called Babylon. So the prophet Isaiah told Hezekiah that God was angry with that and that he would lose the entire kingdom to these strange men and be carried off to Babylon. So this means that God values privacy. He also has a value system of rights which differ from state privileges. So the state hopes you don't ever read your Bible because you'd learn that it has its hand and control over your church. Churches can't have two masters. So the wrong master means that you're going to be misled. Any church that teaches you that you must obey the state is misrepresenting Romans 13 because God said the rulers were supposed to be his ministers and upholding his laws, which means they were to be a terror to evil and not to good. So God's way does not advocate tyranny. Therefore, when rulers step outside God's boundaries, and the church is not to obey evildoers, see. So disobedience to tyranny is obedience to God. You know what? Simple-minded individuals have difficulty grasping that. Well, God offers mankind a lot of freedom. The world does the opposite. So we can all be at the mercy of our own anger, our doctor, our lawyer, or insurance company if we want to. But I enjoy my little 
sliver of freedom from the drug companies and all the side effects allopathic medicine offers. So I decided to empower myself with God's herbs. So when the creator of the universe tells you he created herbs for the healing of the nations, why would you doubt that? Well, the drug companies understand that power of herbs and enough to remove certain elements from them to make prescription drugs. However, their chemistry is flawed, and this is why there are deadly side effects with prescription medications. So if you think about it, drugs are counterfeit medicines. Now, I could go on, but I think you get the picture. You have more power than you think. So it is possible, you know, that we, you know, shouldn't, we, at this time we shouldn't shrink back from, and we should reclaim our God-given rights, reclaim your privacy, reclaim your wealth, your health, your freedoms, and pray for righteous men of valor to help restore righteous leadership and balance to this nation. So I've just removed the restrictions and opened you the opportunities to control your health. Empowerment is to have skills for self-sufficiency. So if you would like to experience the freedom herbs can offer, call Apothecary Herbs, get a free catalog. They have herbal tools to strengthen your immune system, herbs to cleanse away toxins. Those two actions right there help protect you from illness and having to take prescriptions for life. How empowering is that? Give them a call, 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663thepowerherbs.com. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. into the original medicine. Herbalist Wendy Wilson will be right back. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. 
Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. Henry Ford, the automobile. And herbalist Wendy Wilson? Well, discover for yourself. Listen to Herb Talk live. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary or... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.